Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Football Monday, National Football Show. Appreciate everybody coming aboard. Thank you so much. And wow. What an absolutely iconic weekend in Philadelphia. Let me ask you this. And I know one's the Super Bowl and one's the NLCS. Okay, I get it. But do you put that Harper comment when he goes to the on-deck circle, he starts barking, let's give him something that they'll never forget. Do you put that in the do you put that in the Foles and Doug Peterson and you go like this? Hey, let's run the Philly special. Let's run the Philly special, man. Okay. That's got to be one of those moments, man. I, listen, it was an NFL Sunday, and I'm watching that thing, and I'm watching, and when he hit that home run, <laughs> it, let's see. It's one minute in. It's one minute in. Thank you very much, Chalk It Up Sports. Thank you. Thank you very little. Brady's done? Really? You're already ready to cash in your chips on Tom Brady. Congratulations to the Philadelphia Phillies, though, for beating the Padres four games to one in the NLCS. And now we'll take on the Houston Astros. Astros are heavy favorites, but the Phillies were underdogs in pretty much every single series that they played in. I mean, they weren't supposed to beat the Cardinals. They seriously weren't supposed to beat the Padres. And no one's giving them a shot, in my opinion, to beat the um, to beat the Astros. They destroyed the Yankees. I mean, they absolutely destroyed the Yankees. And I got to tell you, man, congratulations to the Phillies. One of the absolutely most incredible stories I've ever seen where an interim coach takes over and an interim manager guides a team all the way to the October Classic. That is absolutely incredible. Okay? Absolutely incredible. Appreciate everybody stepping in. Dominique, is that a cowboy helmet? No, it all makes sense. Wait a minute. The owner and the Cowboys sent that to me. It only took you. Xander didn't think it would take you. Xander thought at least it would take, like, you know, at least three minutes. You guys are barking at the helmet? Take that cowgirl's helmet down. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute here. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay, look, I'm going to stop the show here. and I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you the helmet. Hang on. Let me let me get the helmet. So the Cowboys, you know, when we had Steven on, goes like this to me. He goes, Sills, you know, you don't have your cowboy helmet. I said, yes, yeah, a couple of my helmets got stolen. So they went like this. Okay, well, let's send you one. 
It's a real legitimate helmet. See it right there, all that. You know, I, it's not the proper face mask, but hey, it's all good. Hang on. Hey, wait a minute. So the owner goes like this to Dan. Go Cowboys. By the way, my topic is around the Cowboys. Okay? Look at this. To Dan. Go Cowboys. Stephen Jones. Isn't that nice that the owner of the Dallas Cowboys would send Big Sills a, a Cowboys helmet? Now, do you think I should put it back up? Or do you think I should? But by the end of the program, I'll have a good sense if I should put it back up or not. Hey, just for your information, Xander was throwing up prior to me going on the air. He goes, I love you, Big Sills, but bro, no way. That can't happen. And I went like this. Oh, it's going to happen. But maybe what we should do is leave it up to you guys. What do you think? The owner of the, wait a minute. The owner of the Dallas Cowboys, the CEO, Stephen Jones. Sills, we present you with a Dallas Cowboy helmet. You're a a former player of ours. Here, son, it's yours. And I said, thank you very much. Thank you. I accept this, you know, as a member of the Dallas Cowboys now. You know, I'm part of the family, and, you know, thank you guys. So, okay, get that shit out of here, Ryan. Put it in the wall behind the camera. Boo. People are throwing up. Use it as a bedpan. No, Sills. What about the 49ers, though? Wait, I had to stop the show because you guys complained about this legendary cowboy helmet. Barf. If I had a battery in the snow right now, okay. Wow. Fry some shrimp in that thing. Ew. <laughs> Wait a minute. N- nausea? Nice trash can. You got yourself there, says Dash. Smash it. Who cares? Wait a minute, man. So I'm going to put the helmet over here. Okay. And we'll figure it out by the end of the program if we put it back up on the wall or not. <laughs> You're chickened out in seconds. I know. I, I didn't say I'm not going to put it back up. Xander, I chickened out. Look at that bad puppy. Look at that baby, man. You can't take the gauntlet of Philly. <laughs> Look at this, man. I would use that for my dog's water bowl. Burn the helmet, Sills. Sills is with the (laughs) cowgirl's toilet seat. Where's the Eagles helmet? Drew, I didn't play in Philly. The guy's a troll, man. The guy's a troll. Dominique with his positivity here on a Monday. You know what I love about Dominique? Gives me a ton of shit, but he's here every day. Thank you very much, and I appreciate you, Dominique. You you think I don't, but I do. The star of death. Cowboys are trash. Where's the Eagle merch? Effing clown. Because I played in Dallas. Is this just 
Bad mojo sills. Hang on. I'm going to put this back. We got to, by the way, I got a cowboy topic. Got a cowboy topic. Please hit the like button. Yeah, I'm getting bad vibes. <laughs> oh, wait, because the Cowboys CEO sent me my helmet because it was stolen. You guys are ridiculous. I might just put it up anyway. This is blasphemy. It's a hate love, Sills. <laughs> Thank you, Marcus. Thank you. Hey, wait, that's right. Jason Peters has a cowboy helmet. Come on, Xander. Jason Peters has one. Yeah, he did win a Super Bowl, though. <laughs> he did win a Super Bowl in Philly, though, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. Okay, he kind of gets a pass on that one, right? I'd rather see the wrestling leotard hanging up there than that stupid helmet. Have you tried it on? No, no, no. Big Sills don't put helmets on anymore, dog. I put crowns on. How you doing? NFL is shaping up, though, isn't it? Guys, I'm going to tell you something. The NFL is shaping up. Niners don't look that hot. Rams don't look that hot. Bucks and Packers. Man, I'm telling you, I don't know. I don't know. It's really starting to really shape up here. And get this. The play of the quarterbacks, the play of the quarterbacks um, in the NFC has been atrocious. Dude, JM, maybe the story of the year at quarterback is Geno Smith in Seattle. Who would have ever thought in his right mind that Pete Carroll looks better right now than what Russell Wilson looks like in Denver? I know he wasn't active this past weekend, but it's been a train wreck for him in Denver. It's crazy. By the way, I'm not saying that Seattle's a good football team, but they are leading the West. How crazy is that? Crazy is that, man. I mean, the NFC right now has really only one team that can compete with the Eagles. Xander's calling Geno Smith, Geno Dimes. <laughs> How about that thing going on in New York right now? Brian Dable's going to get the NFL Coach of the Year award. He's going to get the NFL Coach of the Year award. If they make the playoffs and get this, three teams come out of the NFC East? Because you know you're only going to get one out of the South. You're going to potentially get three teams out of the NFC East. Okay? And Washington wins with Tyler Heineke over the weekend. Don't go to sleep on Tyler Heineke. They've got like a bunch of dog teams coming up too. And they're going to get Chase Young back. I don't know. I mean, all of a sudden, the NFC East doesn't look like the NFC least. And there could be three teams come out of that, baby. Not bad, man. And the team leading the charge is the Eagles. How about this now? There is one team, though, that you should be concerned about. They got Dak back. Dak is back. That defense can win the Super Bowl. That defense can. They can win the Super Bowl. That defense is good enough. 
The Cowboy defense is good. Okay? Dallas is our standard. Most fans, iconic owner. Samuel, thank you. Neil, whatever. Dak's back. <laughs> GTFOH. Really? 91. Did you see Dak Prescott leading the charge for that Cowboy team with that defense? I can't wait to that game at AT&T. Holy cow. That game is going to be very interesting with Dak back. Prescott's back, baby. Dallas Cowboys defense is getting better and better and better every week. I mean, I, guys, Cowboys can beat you guys. It won't be Cooper Rush, the intern, any longer. You're going to have to contend with Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys. Do the Cowboys win the East? Or are the Eagles too far ahead now? Xander, will you smack him already? Hey, wait, wait. By the way, Gary Cobb, bottom of the hour. Kurt Schilling, talking about the Phillies making it to the World Series in hour number two at 4.30 Eastern. How you doing? See this, man? That's a digital slap. <laughs> uh-huh. Look at the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys can win the East. Or are they too? I think the Cowboys can win the East. Or are they too far ahead? Now Seals is trolling us. Didn't you see Dallas, what they did? Dan Seals, Jimmy G lost again. Jimmy G will be all right, man. They lost to the Chiefs. You ain't beating the Chiefs. Well, well, oh, wait a minute. You think the Eagles can beat the Chiefs? <laughs> the Eagles can't beat two teams in the NFL, Chiefs and Bills. Don't, don't go there. They have actual quarterbacks that throw the ball. Don't go there. Don't go there. Don't go there. The team with the most intangibles will win. Poise versus posers. Says Forte, Mr. Cilio. Who are the losses? Cilio, the Lions beat themselves. East Candom. People always make excuses up for losing. Try not to have that. Well, you know, the Lions, they fumbled the ball under one. That's what usually bad teams do. Oh, I forgot. That's right. The Eagles, they crowned themselves champions because after the first week, hey, that Lions team's pretty good. What are they, one and six now? Congratulations to you. They suck too. Dan Campbell won't make the year. Yeah, man. Dallas's defense did not look bad against the uh against the Lions. They did not. They did not. Dallas looked below average against Detroit. Plus 12 in turnovers. What are you talking about? The Cowboys, they suck. Lions don't suck. They're unlucky. Of course, another great excuse for losers. You know, hey, man, we're the best one in 10 team in the league. Yeah, that's always my favorite. Hey, we're the greatest one in 10 team ever, ever. Yeah, okay, guy, whatever that means, you're still one in 10 and you suck. You suck. Here's the team you got to concern yourself with. Two Dan, look at that. 
How you doing? Too Dan. Too Dan. Look at actual NFL. I mean, they, 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 you know, look at that. What are you going to get at? Got the thing on the back, too. Just nice. Look at that there. Here's the team you got to worry about. Dak's back. Dak's back. Now they got to concern themselves with us. I think that's true, actually. <laughs> hey, 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 okay. Jay, I actually think that's true, too. Personally, all kidding aside, I actually think that um, the Eagles have put a little bit of distance in this thing here. Cowboy lost to the Buccaneers at the beginning of the year. I think that's going to come back to kill them. But I'm going to get into something else here. I think you're going to really look at here and go, you're right. Watch this. I would have never, and I know you guys would have never have said this either. Gary Cobb, bottom of the hour, Fox 29. I know you guys would never have said this. Okay? Well, wait a minute. Steve says Dak will choke in the playoffs. Well, your boy hasn't done anything. Got annihilated. Okay? To you, what happened? Relax. Sills is an undercover Death Star. I don't root for the Cowboys. I never have, even when I played there. I don't root for the Cowboys. I don't root for teams. I don't. I don't really root for – I root for the Canes, and that's it. I don't really root for anybody. Okay? I like watching great football. Let me put this out there to you guys, though. I'm going to get to everything. Alexander, hang in there. Is Jalen Hurts playing the best football in the NFC? Playing better than Brady? Rodgers? Stafford? I mean, Garoppolo? Did you hear the names I'm talking about? Is Jalen Hurts playing better than Brady and Rodgers? I mean, would you have ever said that in Jalen Hurts' career, Jalen Hurts may not do anything that those players have done in his career. But I'll tell you something. On October 24th, Jalen Hurts is out playing Brady, Rodgers, Stafford, Garoppolo, Cousins. There's not a quarterback in the NFC that's playing better than him. Some guys may have better numbers, like over in the AFC. But in the conference that matters to get, get you to the Super Bowl? I realized that before we went on the air here. Guys, Jalen Hurts is the best quarterback in the NFC right now. He may not have, like, all the superstar numbers you see, Josh Allen and Burrow was insane yesterday. You're, you may never see 450 yards passing from him. But I'll tell you something. He's playing the best football right now in the conference. I mean, Tom Brady was terrible. Aaron Rodgers was terrible. Stafford doesn't look like the same. Garoppolo was sacked in the end zone. I mean, look at JM. I don't know. Gino might be in the top five and playing football right now in the NFC. Everything like in 2017 is setting up for the Eagles right now. There's not a football. Dude, that Packer game, 
if I were the Green Bay Packers, that's going to be more of an important game for the Packers than it is for the Eagles. They may be undefeated by the time they get to that game against Green Bay and Lincoln Financial. And it won't matter because they'll have home field wrapped up. The Eagles are no longer playing for the East. I think the Eagles are actually playing for home field advantage to have the entire NFC playoffs go through Philly. Okay? I mean, guys, Jalen Hurts is playing the best ball of any quarterback in the NFC right now. He is. That could change over the next three weeks. But currently right now, dude, father time, Greg? Dude, I mean, I mean something with, with um, Mike Evans, too. His lack of effort out there, that looks like a culture issue in Tampa. It looks like a culture issue. That thing is unraveled. Get this. Tonight, Chicago, New England, Bill Belichick has a sturdy ship. They may not be the same team that they were, obviously, years ago with Brady, but that thing's more sturdier than what they got going on in Tampa right now. That thing's unraveling. Look what happens when you give player players like Brady or anybody power. Look at LeBron in Los Angeles. When you give them some sort of say when it comes to personnel, same with Brady. It usually never ends well. Hey, he won a Super Bowl. I'm not ever going to take that away, and it's awesome. Okay? I get it. But, dude, man, that thing in Tampa, I don't know. Could, could Atlanta win that thing? Brady needs Gronk? Jesus, criminy. Are you trying to tell me the greatest quarterback in the history of the sport is reliant on one guy? Patrick Mahomes isn't. He's flourishing. By the way, kudos to Tua Tagovailoa. Way to go, dude. You didn't put up insane numbers. You got through the game and you won it and you stopped the bleeding in Miami. Kudos to you, dude. I was rooting for him last night. I was glad to see that. Glad to see that. Am I right, though, when I'm saying this? The best quarterback in the conference right now is Jalen Hurts. That's insane. Everything, I mean, I was expecting this. I, usually, you know, you, you're, you're not going to get the 49ers losing. The Bucs the Bucks lose to Carolina. Carolina just fired their coach. Baker Mayfield's out. Sam Darnold's out. They got some stiff in there. Some stiff beat Tom Brady. The rookie quarterback from Pittsburgh the week before beat his ass. Who, what, what's going on? Dude, this is shaping up for you guys. I'm telling you, you guys may have a shot to go undefeated. You absolutely may have a shot to go undefeated. I don't see a team on that schedule. Hey, and look at Jim Mersey. Jim Mersey again, benching a quarterback. Matt Ryan is now benched. And the kid from Texas is now the starting quarterback. Owners being involved in player decisions never works out. Look what's going on in Indy. Jim Mersey's the problem. Wasn't Carson Wentz? What was it, Matt Ryan? Chris Ballard, the GM, or Frank? It's the owner. Stay the hell out of the way, guy. Get out of the way. Damn. 
Brady's personal problems are getting to him physically and mentally. So what? Who cares? Suck it up. Suck it up, dude. Your team needs you. If you were worried about your personal problems, you shouldn't have come back in the first place. Holy cow. Unbelievable, man. Hey, look, we're going to take a quick time out here to try to straighten out the internet here, too, because we got G Cobb coming. I think it's coming back here. So hang, hang on here, Xander. Let's see if this thing comes back all the way here. Let's hang in there. It's coming back here, too. Sorry about that, folks. You know, we're kind of slaves to that thing a bit. Hope Colts. Hey, I, I would not doubt if Nick Foles. Why wouldn't they have gone with Nick Foles? That's why the, the owner's now involved in this. Okay? Dude, this is unbelievable how this NFC is shaping up here. It's really crazy how it's shaping up. Don't forget, Kurt Schilling. Okay? Xander said this. Wi-Fi went because of that cowboy helmet. Now, I'm going to show G. Cobb this. I'm going to get G. Cobb. G. Cobb from Fox 29. And I, I got I got Hey, so they made me take this thing off the wall here, G. Cobb. <laughs> Steven, look at this. See, Steven sent me a um, a helmet because uh-huh. I didn't have my helmet. And I told him that it had gotten stolen. So Shelby and them sent me a cowboy helmet. And <laughs> they went like this. Could you please take that toilet off the wall? And I was like, wait a minute here, man. This is the brand. Look at it. I mean, <laughs> they made me take it off the wall, dude. Yeah, well, you know, uh, I mean, that that brings a lot of emotion out here in Philadelphia, man. <laughs> you know, the whole area. I mean, the people get get crazy. Uh, they start seeing that star. So, you know, I know I played for the star and everything, but I have to be cool up here. I don't want to be you, Gary, no five, nothing, you know. Prior to you coming on, yeah. So check this out. The the Buccaneers and Brady lose to some dude I don't even know who the oh, quarterback man. is in Carolina. Wow. Get this: the Rams aren't the same. Yeah. Um, Green Bay loses to Washington. Yes. Is Jalen Hurts playing the best ball at quarterback in the NFC this year so far? I think I think when you look at it, I mean, who do you have that really can say that they played better than he has? I mean, and I know that he's run with the ball. Uh, you know, he scored six touchdowns himself. He's done what they needed to do to win. I mean, the guy has stood out just about every game making plays because, remember, there are some times where the, the opposite line broke down. He takes off. How many How many quarterbacks in the league could have taken off like he did make a guy miss, you know, some of the runs he made down by the end zone. I mean, I don't, I'm not crazy about it because I don't want to see him get hurt, but come on. Not everybody would have scored on those, on those touchdowns he made. Me made some great runs. He took some shots and got into the end zone. I mean, I got to give Jalen credit. I mean, hopefully he keeps playing like this, but you know, as for the most valuable player, because without Jalen Hurts, who knows? Uh, they're definitely not six and zero. Oh. I mean, they could be three and three. I mean, for all that matter, because he he's made plays for them when they needed it. Uh, if you look at the first game against the, the Lions, now Jalen, man, I don't, I, I can't say hey, they're going to hey, win hey, that. Gary, game. I think 
if you look at the first six, seven games so far, yeah. he's the MVP of the NFC. I think he's the MVP of the NFC. You better believe it. That's what I see. And, you know, I, I didn't come in, you know, uh, you know, throwing roses at his feet, you know, yeah. he's a great. No. Hey, I can deny I'm sitting there watching the game. I'm going, man, look, they, they, they that was a sack by most quarterbacks. Now, Jalen gets out of there and, and he's making throws. He's getting the ball out of his hands. Um, just, I mean, he's played, he's played outstanding. Uh, and the thing about it is this is the thing that comes out. He could play better. And yeah. this team could play better because you look at the strengths on this team, that offensive line, they get healthy and everything. I mean, that offensive line could take over a game. I mean, they've shown they can do that. You just look at the receivers. You got AJ Brown. A lot of the guys they don't even want to tackle the guy. A lot of the corners, and so you know he go he, he can he can beat them. He outmuscles them for the ball. Um, so you you got him, and then you got Devontae, Dallas Goddard. I mean, they got weapons. And the thing is, man, it, it's just going to come down to now to, to this. I think for this team, they cannot lose that dog or whatever you want to call it. You know that that fight. You know you got to be the momentum. Where, they can't lose it, meaning they got they got to they got to stay hungry and and ornery because they are going to be in for some fights. I mean, I look down the road, you know, it, it, when they see the Cowboys again, Cowboys got a good team. And now Dak have a good team, too, so they, they get hey, that hey, back. Bear, yeah, we'll, we'll get to we'll get to the Cowboys in a second here. Let me. Do you think the buys at the right time, or would you have liked to seen that buy a little later in the year, like maybe after well, week ten? You know, you you probably would. I don't know, you know, because of their injuries, you know, uh, it's good to see them, you know, get their line healthy. But you'd like to see it later, you know, if you really think about it. You probably would like to see it later on where you take your breath almost halfway through and then, you know, boom, then you then you finish up. But, you know, they, they had it where they had it. They have got to stay hungry, meaning like they've got to be resilient. I mean, like whatever anybody throws up, you got to be ready to – React to it, and 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 uh and do what you got to do to win. You know that's what they got to do because they're gonna things gonna happen. I mean, come on, in football injuries are gonna happen. It's not a matter of whether they're gonna be injuries. There are gonna be injuries. It's a matter of a who's gonna get hurt and how bad is it gonna be. But you're gonna have to be able to play through that. Now they've already done that to an extent with their offensive line, where look. Don't start crying. Get somebody in there and get in there and do your job. That's the way it's got to be. You can't go, oh, man, because if you do that now, you lost. Now, right. now you beat because you start feeling sorry for yourself. You don't have time to do that. And so they're going to have challenges through the season uh, where other things are going to happen. But the thing they have is so many areas of their football team can take over the game. I mean, we saw the deep, we saw the secondary do that. They've done that in a couple games where they look. They're picking off passes. They're getting their hands on balls. They're locking down the other team's wideouts. They, they've shown they can do that. We saw the defensive line, and we need to hear from them some more. Where, hey, six, seven sacks, whatever, pressure on the quarterback, guys running for his life, you know, that's what you got to be able to do that. And, um, you know, the, the linebackers have, play, have been outstanding. They play very well. Where you're making plays, you know, who knows who's going to have to do it. They're going to need times where they're going to have to stand up. And, you know, of course, looking at the big, big stuff, you got to make plays when when the, and when the games are on the line. And 
so far they've been able to do that, but uh, they got a, a lot of tests ahead. What do you, speaking of that, you mentioned Dak. I mean, mm-hmm. now Prescott's back. They win. Um, not too impressively. The, I thought maybe Detroit dropped the ball on the goal line. I mean, they, <laughs> they, they were just all over the place, plus a lot of injuries. Swift was yeah. not in. And I get that conversation too. However, that defense is really good. Yeah. And it's getting better and better under Dan Quinn. And they're using Michael Parsons to the best of their ability. And he's really wreaking havoc. I mean, they is got this going to be a different looking game when they play them again later in the year here? Well, you know, you could see the, um, you know, with, with some of the, the makeup of some of the guys that the Cowboys have. They got guys that, I mean, on that defense, they're fighters, man. So, you know, they're going to show up ready to play. They're not going to be intimidated. So, you know, they're going to have to play well, as we saw in the game where that game got close. But this is what the, the whole rest of the season is going to be about. And I, it's going to be about. And I would imagine that Green Bay and Tampa Bay are going to wake up or something, or somebody's going to wake up. And, and then also the team that I didn't even think, I didn't even take seriously, the Giants. I mean, you know, I see, I see Daniel Jones throw passes. You're going like, are you kidding me? Did you see that pass? I mean, it was nowhere near the receiver. But he can run, and they they fight, man. They, they got a good defense. And, Sequ- uh, you know, Saquon Barkley, I, I wouldn't want to be out there one-on-one. No, he's comeback player of the year. <laughs> Gary, I'm, even, I'm, even Washington with Tyler Heineke, they're going to get yeah. Chase Young back. I mean, look. Yeah. You know, yeah, you, right. three teams might actually come out of the NFC East. You could be right. When it yeah, comes to right. the playoffs now. You are right. And, uh, you know, I, I was thinking with, with Taylor Heineke, the thing about him is personality. The guy's yeah. a fighter. The guy yeah. is a fighter. You know he's competitive. And so that, that kind of spreads to the team. The team picks up that personality of that quarterback. And Taylor Heineke, say what you want about him. or whatever. He's a fighter. So you know they're going to be scrappy. They're not going to be rolling over. So. Uh, they're going to have their the work cut out for them. They're going to have some challenges, but that this is part of what they're going to have to do. And you know, once you start getting where you haven't been defeated yet, you know what you know what teams start doing. They start circling stuff on their schedule. Oh yeah. When do we play those guys? Because we don't do anything else. We want to knock those guys off, and that's what the Eagles are going to have to deal with. They're going to get a lot of uh, teams. They're going to get their best punch. How about so, this, Gary? Do you think November 1st, do you see how we make a move? I mean, you know, I threw out there Brian Burns, 24 years of age, Carolina. Mm-hmm. Looks yeah. like Carolina doesn't want to move the kid. Hell, there's even reports that somebody offered two ones for the guy. And I don't know why they would get rid of him. He's 24. Mm-hmm. He's a proven edge rusher. Yeah. But, you know, you take the Washington game away, Gary. They're only on pace for just a couple more sacks than what they had a year ago. They're not really pressuring the quarterback That's right. as they were a year ago. I mean, the Washington game kind of gives us a fool's gold on that. Do you think you could see him make a move um, by November 1? Well, you know, I, I mean, I could see him doing something. I, I think that's the way Howie thinks. You know, he always wants to improve the team. And 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 you're right. I mean, they, they have definitely not been, you know, consistent with the pass rush. Uh, and that's why, you know, you give so much credit to the, the defensive backfield in that they were able to, you know, shut down the Cowboys, even though they, you know, they weren't getting, they weren't really putting a consistent pressure on. So I could see them making a move because if you can get a young pass rusher, they are valuable, man, because they make your secondary better right away. You know, because you got guys get to the quarterback, 
And you need people coming off the corner. They just have not been consistent. They have, you know, you got that one game. You take that away, man. They're nowhere it's been, close. It's been pretty, it's been pretty suspect. I want to yep. throw some names at you, Gary. Mm-hmm. Um, here we are now coming off the bye. How he's built this great football team this year. There's a lot of depth on the team. Yep. There's a lot of guys with one-year contracts. I'm going to throw a couple names at you. You tell me okay. if you think they're back next year. Hardgrave and Cox, do you think they're back next year? And by the way, the reason I say this to you and start there, yeah, because you're if you're going to pay CJ, who I think's playing great ball, yeah, you're going to offer Bradbury. The 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 market value is seventeen and seventeen for a cornerback and a cover corner. Eagles will probably try to label CJ a safety, which will be less, but he'll want more yes. because he's a what he's. He's a free agent at the end of this year. Are you going to pay $51 million and three defensive backs? So before we go into like those two guys up front, Slay 17, Bradbury 17, CJ 17. Boy, Ooh. I'll tell you what, let's start from there and go up front. Do you think Hardgrave and, and uh, Fletcher are back? And do you agree with my assessment on those three guys and how we would want to bring them guys back? I, I think that secondary is special. So I, I do think I do was, too. I think he's going to try to do that. I don't think those guys up front, I, I, I just don't see them being back. No, especially the, the money they're making. I, I don't see dominant. 30 football. million tied up in them two dudes. No, no way. No way they can pay them. No way. And I, I you know, and they got some top picks. So you already know that they, and, and, uh, and some of the young kids, they might, Look at them and think, you know, look at, uh, I haven't really, you know, been closely watching, you know, some of the youngsters that are backing them up, but I haven't seen it out of uh, Fletcher and Hargrave, you know, consistency, the kind of dominant play you want to see. So especially, you know, the money they're making, I mean, they're making money like you got, uh, you know, when fever pass rush. And, and they don't have it. They haven't shown that yet. So I don't really think Fletcher's played that well. I, I think yeah, he's played I, I can't, good. I can't see him being back. I, can't, I, 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 I thought him. he's played good in spurts, but I said mm-hmm. you're not going to get Fletcher Cox 2017. All right, let me ask you this. No. Mm-hmm. Which one do you want to bring back, um, Kaiser White or TJ Edwards? Mm. Woo! Because yeah. look, look at the money, right? Look at the money yeah. in the secondary. Yeah. Then we haven't even got to Hurts yet. Yeah, I tell you, boy, when you think about that, I mean – I, I like Edwards. I mean, Edwards is uh, just a good football player. He might not test where he's running on, you know, four or five, whatever. He, he's good. To, he's good pass coverage guy. He makes plays there. So I think he would have, I would have to say he's the most important guy now. So I would, I would probably go with him, but you know, white, when it comes to um, pass coverage, you know, he, he was a safety and you can see it because he reads things very well. He reads uh, routes. And before, you know, the quarterback, no, he's, he's, he's taking it away from him. And, and he's caused some uh, big plays. So he is a very good player that they brought in. And then just being around all those guys going in the locker room, the great thing they did is they got guys that are mature. They, they, they're not here. They're here to have a good time winning. They're not here to just play around, whatever. No, they, they didn't bring in any guys like that, you know, just, you know, I, I guess CJ has got some of that, you know, but but he he too. These guys are serious about football. All of them. I mean, you know, you can see they, these guys are pros, meaning like they're studying. You see him in the locker room talking about, 
You know, I'm walking by there, you know, and I'm listening to him talking about what this guy's doing when he, you know, he comes here, this guy comes in motion, think about this, you know, they're talking and you can see you got mature guys there uh, with white, uh, Blackberry, you know, I don't know if I've seen Blackberry maybe smile three times. Dude is, <laughs> dude is football, man. And he's serious and uh, very professional and, and they're smart and I can see the way they play. Smart players. And that's good for young players because they realize, look, this is not a hobby. It's not a hobby, kid. Serious. Be ready to play. Be ready to do your job on Sunday. And they, that permeates around the team. And, and that's why, you know, they uh, have had uh, been able to find different ways to win because they got that kind of atmosphere around the football team. Hey, hey Gary, have you been happy or not happy with the play of quarter pounder Davis? Oh, well, you know, I, I, I've seen him coming on. Uh, I've seen good things, and I've I've seen things that weren't so good. Hey, hey Gary, don't, I, I'm happy. I'm happy what I see. You. I see him getting better. The reason uh, he's not on the field is because he's not in shape, dude. Six games in. Yeah, come on. This yeah. is, we we can't have a Zion Williamson here. <laughs> you're you're right. Lay um, off the happy meals. Yeah, you know he. Um, I would like to see him out there more, uh, but you know I've I've seen him you know uh, be dominant because that's what the thing you want him to do is. You want him to be, go out there and dominate while he's out there. So uh, I have seen him coming on, uh, but I want to see more. And I think he's capable more. He's, he's shown us. You see the potential there because the thing you do see is that at times you see him just dominate a center. You know, they put him on the center. He just throw the guy around like a a, dad, a rag doll, you know. He does. You know, he's, he's got a, that, he's, he He is a great player. Miles got, Miles, got um, the capability. Sanders. Do they bring him back? He's on pace for 1430 right now. And he's been a silent assassin yep. in the NFL when it comes to running the ball. Do you think Howie lets that guy, he's a free agent as soon as the year's over. You think they let him walk through the door? I, I think they'll make him an offer, uh, but I don't know that he's going to sign it. I don't know that they're able to keep him uh, because I, I don't know how much money they're going to be willing to pay the running back position. Cause you can't pay everybody. No, and, and I don't. We haven't the, even got to what they're gonna do with Jalen in the offseason. That's why here. I don't see how you could pay the run. You can't pay a running back because you, you know you 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 are you're invested in that line. You got to have office alignment. You know you you can't play around there. But if you have quality office alignment and you got a quality quarterback, you know you can't pay your running back. You can't afford to pay the running back. Running back is gonna benefit from that line in front of him. Uh, but I don't know they're going to be able to pay Miles. And I think Miles was going to get paid because he, he keeps playing like he's playing. He is going to have big numbers. Gonna, and, and the kid is talented. I mean, he's, no, Absolutely. Durability ha has been his only issue. That's right. Finally here, for you, Um, you mentioned offensive line is going to be essential here. No. Do you think they let Andre Dillard and Isaac Sayamalo walk out the door? Or do you think that they tried to do something? Because as we know – Gary, I, I, I know that you've seen this because I talked to Barrett about this last week. Mm -hmm. I've never seen more bad offensive line play in my life in the NFL than this year. Yeah, it it is been. terrible yeah. across the league, and the Eagles are the premier place to get your graduate students from, from University of Stoutland. I mean, this guy's put this thing together, <laughs> yes. and he's got depth. 
Yep. Do you think the Eagles will rely on Jeff to find more guys and replace? Or do you think that they they keep these guys somehow? Because they'll be hot assets on the I know. market. I don't see how they can keep all of them. Yeah, I, don't, I, get, I think, I get, I think I they're going to have to let some of them walk because and, and knowing that he's there and knowing that they, you know, you know how they are lean on a guy if they if they see the ability that he can take guys and mold them into players. And, and, and so I think that they will let some of those guys, yeah, they're going to walk, you know, because I think they'll get good offers from other places. And the Eagles, they just cannot, they can't hang, they can't sign all these guys. Dude, they look got how many so many guys. Gary, they can't look at, sign the, all look these at guys. the team. Look how many, look how many new faces. I know could potentially be on this football team next year. Yep. When we're talking about all these free agents. And I, I hey, one one more though with Jalen. Now they get a chance to address it. If you're looking at how you're going to structure a deal and where you're going to come in around. I mean, to me, he's not Josh Allen. He's not Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. You're never going to see 475 yards passing out of this guy. You're just yep. not. How do? What's the metric if you're Howie and the owner? Because you don't want to insult a guy. He is represented by Clutch Sports too. That's, That's Maverick right. Carter and them guys. Yeah. Uh huh. How? How? What do you look at when you see Jalen Hurts? Do you see forty five million dollars a year? Well, I don't. You, you, I, you know, I don't necessarily see that. Uh, uh, you know, he has been very important to this team. You know, totally. When you, when you talk MVP and things, I mean, yes. see. So they they got to talk to him and you know uh try they're going to have to do a good job working it out because and he's going to have to be wanting to be here uh but I I don't I don't, I don't, you I don't see 45 I, when you I give see him working like up to 40 more guarantee Gary like instead of 45 million over 5 where 120 is guaranteed you come to him yeah. and you go here's 100 here's 100 million over 3 and in today's NFL, I'd want short-term deals because the market's going to change like the interest rate changes. <laughs> and can you imagine a kid at 27 well, working on a second deal? And if he happens to live up to it, yeah, dude, it's going to be an open checkbook for the kid. Well, you know, the, the thing that really is, if if he wants to go hardcore, he could go hardcore. You know? I mean, if, I hope that's not what, he, what it gets into. And I hope that he steps in and says, hey, man, I want to be here. You know, I want to be here. So I believe in you know, give these guys somewhat of a discount. But if he would go hardcore, boy, I tell you, it would really be tough. It would really be tough because they cannot let him walk, you know, uh, the way he – because they see the way his work habits are and everything. Kid's just going to get better and better and better because he's, he's seeing the field quicker and things because that's really, I think, the most important part when it comes to quarterbacking is to see. You can see what these guys are in. Immediately you look up, mm, you see the coverage. You're able to recognize it very quickly. You see him getting better and better in, at that uh, because as, as time goes on, he's not going to be running as much. He's going to run less and throw more. But I, I hope it, it's all going to come down to the attitude. If he lets his guys run things and they are just solely trying to get the biggest dollar he can, you can see them going and say, we got to at least get 40 or 45. They could do that. They could have that attitude. And then the the Eagles are going to be – hey, the Eagles really – come on. They can't let him walk. No. They've built the team – 
There's no question they've built the team around him. Gary, yeah. you were a great ball player, too, in baseball. I, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you what you thought of the Phillies uh, taking on the Astros now in the World Series, man. I'll tell you something. That Bryce Harper, man, there you go. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, hey, I, I mean, I, I couldn't help it, man. You just, you know, the way these guys have played, man, there's a confidence and a focus that they're playing with and, you know, uh, every game you see the way they come out right away and, and uh, they jump, you know, offensively, the way they're swinging the bats and, and the focus. That's the thing is, you know, you, you've got to be able to concentrate and, and they definitely have taken things up because as the season went along, at times you get frustrated looking at them and how they would be, you know, uh, you know, defensively, some of the things, but they tighten a lot of things up and I really, uh, you know, take my hat off to the way they've grown into this, situation they really a lot of the guys have really grown up man they got some young players that really come into their own and i can't say enough about bryce uh i mean boy he's know, fit he's fit philly like a glove hadn't he yes he has man and you know yeah. he, you know you see he's a he's a he's a he's a he's the kind of guy you respect because he's a hard worker yeah you know he's not going through the motions and and he's a great player i mean you know uh you see him when he swings, you know, you know, you see guys where every time they swing, you're expecting something to happen uh, because he's got such a, his, his swing is almost perfect, you know, and, uh, you know, to see the way that they're playing, though, man, it's been a lot of fun. And uh, the thing is going to be tight. I mean, because, you know, they got a, a couple aces to go to start things out. Astros, uh, man, the Astros are tough, though, man. They God, haven't lost a game in the postseason yet, and they destroyed the Yankees. Yeah, and they got all the depth. I mean, these guys coming out of the bullpen they got, and you know uh, that uh, – World Series for the fourth time in six years, Gary. I mean, it, like I said, it's going to be tough. They're going to take it, – it's going to have to be where <laughs> they benefit from this crowd here because when they come uh, to Philly, man, this thing is just so crazy uh, playing games here that you just hope the crowd and all the enthusiasm will take them over the, over the top because I think they're definitely getting a lot of, out of all the games they play here. So hopefully uh, they find a way because they got their work cut out of for them because, you know, Houston's a great team. This is going to be absolutely a great October and November. That's um, the reason they play. All those guys, when they were little guys playing, this is what they were dreaming of. Yeah. And, and, and a lot of the young kids, they get to the majors and all of a sudden, you know, you know, they're in the World Series. They're going to think it's like this every year. It's not like this every year, kid. <laughs> Gary, thank you, brother. I appreciate oh. it, my friend. All right. Have a good one. You got it. Fox 29's Gary Cobb, the legendary Gary Cobb. What a baseball player he was, too, when he was younger, man. Gary could have played professional baseball, too, if he felt like it, man. What a great, great athlete he was. By the way, don't forget, we will have Kurt Schilling. The NLCS Most Valuable Player for the Phillies in 1993 and the 2001 World Series Most Valuable Player will join us at 4.30 and get his thoughts on the Phillies making it all the way to the World Series to take on the Houston Astros, too. Don't forget our friends at Morgan & Morgan, where the fee is free. You go to Morgan & Morgan if you're hurt or injured on a job because they will take care of you like no other. Last 30 years, Morgan & Morgan has protected clients to the tune of $13.5 billion. With over 800 attorneys and offices in Philly, New York, and in Florida, Morgan & Morgan is the biggest firm in the country 
ready to back you and your family. Call them at 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600. The call is free. The consultation's free. And when you call Morgan & Morgan, do me a favor, tell them Big Sell sent you. I'm John Morgan of Morgan & Morgan. When you're hit from behind in a car crash, the insurance company may try to say, you can't possibly be hurt. It was only a few miles an hour. It's simply not true. You see, here's the thing. Getting hit at 10 miles per hour is like falling off of this. 15 miles per hour, like this. And only 25 miles per hour, this. Injured, dial pound law. There's only one Morgan & Morgan. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. It's a fall car fest, and Jeff D. Ambrosio Destination Downingtown says, yes, you can. Jeff says, yes, you can choose from over 1,000 vehicles in stock with no wait. Yes, you can still get low prices, leases, and big discounts. Yes, you can still get low interest financing. And Jeff always says, yes, you can have a real deal buying experience without the hassle. When the other dealers say, no, you can't, Jeff says, yes, you can. Jeff D. Ambrosio Destination Downingtown. Nobody treats you better. Jeep Adventure Days. Over the last 17 years, we've built a reputation of growing award-winning teams across the country. Staffing is not easy, but that's what we do every day, all day. The key to our success is storytelling, asking the right questions to find the right people. Hi, I'm Gary Kane, president of Kane Partners. We want to be your staffing partner. Should I put it up? 
Should I put this thing up? No? I'm still debating. What, what do you think? Should I put this thing up? Dude, look at look at that thing. Holy moron. <laughs> Should I put it up? Okay. What do you think? Look at that. To Dan. Put it with your ladies' glasses. Look at that. Burn it, Carl says. Come on, guys. NFL helmet. It's the real deal. You know, I lost mine. Someone stole it. So Steven says, where's your cowboy helmet? I go, it got stolen. So, voila, man, check it out. They said, hey, here. Disgusting? Wow. Am I being really browbeat down not to have the cowboy ha helmet hang? You know, Xander's never complained about anything of my collection except my flattened football that Jimmy gave me. Okay? It's the only thing he hates back here. All right? But he said, dude, really? <laughs> really? Look at the star. Look at that thing. Number one franchise in the world. I play for him. How you done? Albeit a cup of coffee, but still. You sound like a Cowboy fan. Steven, actually, I'm not. Actually, I'm not. I don't root for the Cowboys. I, do, I think they're better. Barf bucket, return to sender. <laughs> Best secondary in the NFL. I do think they have. Whoa. Uh, that's a great one. Are the Cowboys secondary, and is it better than the Eagle? The Cowboys have better safeties than you. They have better safeties. Hey, Seals, you know that in 1980, every Philadelphia sports team, I do know that, Eagles, Sixers, Flyers, um, all made it to the uh, NHL um, and NFL and NBA finals. That's right. I think, this, I think the Flyers, did they not play the Islanders? In 1980, that was the last year. I Was it 80 that they played the Islanders? I think it was 80 they played the Islanders in the NBA uh, or in the NHL finals, if I'm not mistaken. That's an ugly-ass helmet. Come on, Joseph, that's an ugly-ass helmet? I played for the Bucs and I played for the Cowboys. I played for the Lions, actually, too. Um, No? It's an ugly helmet. It's an ugly helmet. Ugliest helmet in the league easily, says Xander. Really? This is the ugliest helmet in the league? Look at the owner. Soon to be. Look at it. the CEO of the Cowboys said, Sills, you got to have your helmet. It'd be nice if you put my face mask on, but they looked for it too. They have these warehouses that they keep all the helmets in. Look at this thing. It's the ugliest helmet in the league, says Xander. I don't know. It doesn't seem to be a lot of uh, excitement for me to look at this too. It doesn't seem to be a lot of excitement for me to like um, to keep this thing hung up. I don't know. I may have to put it with the other helmets. Good rifle target. <laughs> what? 
Vomitous helmet? Shit is trash hater. (laughs) Good rifle target. Ugliest is Browns. Who man is this? Ty. You're here, Ty. I'm here Monday through Friday. Who man is this? (laughs) Me not know who me is. <laughs> you need green in the background. I got some green back there, dog. That helmet is a curse. Burn it as soon as possible. Cowgirls stink. Got whooped. Yeah, you guys beat Cooper Rush. Congratulations to you. You beat a substitute teacher who sucked. I told you he did. When you played with the Cowboys, were you any good? No. <laughs> no. Dan, I hate to see you completely blow up and destroy whatever cash that you are able to build up with the Philly faithful. Ronald, wait a minute. Xander said that, hang on for a second. A freaking helmet could end everything. A helmet. Don't be so sensitive. A helmet? Are you kidding me? A helmet could ruin all the cachet that I've built up in Philly. A helmet. Gee, don't let it be anything that I've said about Hurts or anything or anything about any of the other guys on the team like like get off the bus Reddick. But the helmet, this helmet can destroy everything. Right? This helmet, if I hang it up. Holy cow. This helmet can destroy everything that I've done. Only losers have that helmet. Oh, this ought to be good too. Xander, of course. Players come and go. The Cowboys will always be hated. (laughs) Hey, Sills, I don't give a shit about your Bucks helmet, okay? We got a little issue in how you closed out the vet, but I get it. I was drafted there. Nobody says shit about that, but the Cowboy helmet? Ah! Look at this baby, man. The star. Oh, and Dak's back. Dak is back. Hang it in the attic. Sills, what was your record with the boys? I'm not telling you. (laughs) Hang on. Wait a minute. It was the last year of Landry, my last four games. I, I was on the team the last four games in 88. So I think we were one and three. Then I got there with Jimmy for a few. And you know, he didn't lose. He didn't win what one game in his first year. So let's see. I think one in seven. <laughs> I think one in seven. Okay. I think it was one in seven. Not just a helmet. A cowboy. Ugh. Bucks aren't in our division. True. Xander, put a bag off. <laughs> I hate Joe Jervicious. Hey, Joe was great in the Super Bowl for the Bucks. Dak to fail. That'll be a topic at the top of the hour here, man. By the way, I got another topic too. Um, about the Eagles getting ready for the Steelers. The NFL, I want to look at week seven. Boy, I'll tell you what, man. The Eagles are the best team in the NFC. And Jalen Hurts, another comment on Jalen at the top of the hour here too. 
D Foreman for D Walker. What do you think? Joe, I love the way you're thinking. A little bit more on that Brian Burns deal too. Carolina doesn't look like they're moving off the DE. There's a report out there that a team offered him up this number of picks. We'll hit on all that. Please hit the like button. Hour two, we will have Kurt Schilling, the former 93 NLCS MVP for the Phillies, talking about the Phillies punching their ticket to the World Series against the Astros. All in hour two. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. It's a fall car fest, and Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown says, yes, you can. Jeff says, yes, you can choose from over 1,000 vehicles in stock with no wait. Yes, you can still get low prices, leases, and big discounts. Yes, you can still get low-interest financing. And Jeff always says, yes, you can have a real deal buying experience without the hassle. When the other dealers say, no, you can't, Jeff says, yes, you can. Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown. Nobody treats you better. Jeep Adventure Days. Over the last 17 years, we've built a reputation of growing award-winning teams across the country. Staffing is not easy, but that's what we do every day, all day. The key to our success is storytelling, asking the right questions to find the right people. Hi, I'm Gary Kane, president of Kane Partners. We want to be your staffing partner. Two National Football Show with your boy Big Sales. Bottom of the hour, legendary postseason pitcher. How about 11 and 2 in his entire postseason career? 
League Championship MVP, World Series MVP, Kurt Schilling will join us at the bottom of the hour. We will talk with him on the incredible run by the Phillies. They fired their manager, and they end up rolling out a World Series run to get to the Fall Classic. Incredible stuff. Incredible stuff. So we'll talk to Schilling. That'll be at the bottom of the hour. Something else about that game that I thought was totally dope by Bryce Harper, and I'm going to say this to you about Harper, too. Um, you see him walk by Machado when he hit the home run, he hits a two run shot. You see him walk by him. You know, he's in a, he's in a home run trot and there's Machado over there and he walked right by him. I thought it was brilliantly done. That dude has swagger. You know, I said something to Xander when we first started our show and we were talking about Harper. I said this, yeah, he won a, he, he won a season MVP, big deal. People in Philly want to see a championship. What he did last night and yesterday is iconic. You'll never think of Bryce Harper as a Washington National ever again. He'll be a Philly. You look at him and you think of him as a Philadelphia Philly. You know, Reggie Jackson back in the day was a phenomenal Oakland athletic. That was maybe one of the greatest baseball teams of all time. But Reggie's known for what? His three blasts that he hit in the 77 World Series. He'll always be known for being a Yankee. Reggie's best years were in Oakland. Harper's best years were in Washington, obviously. Spent his most time there. Yet to be determined, he's still 29. Crazy, because he came into the league at 17. But what that guy did, man, yesterday, let's give him something they'll never forget. Shit. That stuff you put on a stone and you put it out front of the stadium. Great stuff, man. Hey, and again, nobody gives a shit about regular season MVPs. I like to tell Joel Embiid that. Don't cry about that shit. Worry about finals MVPs. Bryce Harper's NLCS Most Valuable Player Award is worth 10 times more to Philly fans than what that regular season MVP meant. Because it's a team. You carried your team. You were a team leader. This is why you were brought to Philly, not to win individual accolades, but to bring a team with you and pull a team with you. You're not the caboose. Every athlete wants to be the engine that carries his team. You don't want a team pulling you along. You want to be at the front, man. Come follow me. It's kind of what Jalen's doing. It's kind of what Jalen's doing now. Jalen last year, I thought he was pulled by his offensive line and his team. This year, he's there's no doubt what Gary Cobb said last hour is so true. You're not winning those games without Jalen Hurts on the field. He's playing the best football of any quarterback in the NFC, and right now he is the NFC's most valuable player. Is there even any other player in the NFC playing better than him? Wouldn't you say this? The two best players that you've seen play, maybe if you want to go three best players that you've seen, have been Michael Parsons, Saquon Barkley, and Jalen Hurts. Can you believe they're all in the NFC East? I think if you were going to put just a poll together, not the entire league, the best players in the NFC, who's playing better than Jalen Hurts? Who in the NFC? Kyler Murray's not. Stafford's not. 
Cooper Cup's not. Aaron Donald's not. Nobody in San Francisco. Nobody in Chicago. Dallas, Micah Parsons probably. Right? Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers ain't. Think about what's happened here. Jalen Hurts has put in so far in the first half of the season. I know we're not there yet. We're almost there. He's put the best performance of any team in the NFC by any player. Am I wrong? I mean, can you tell me? I mean, is there another guy you went, Sills, this guy's out. Justin Jefferson is having a great year. But when they had that matchup, the Eagles shut him down, and he was a non-factor in that game when they had that Monday night ball game. So, you know, when you have one of those Heisman games and you don't show up, I count that against Justin Jefferson. Okay? I mean, GT, I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out who's out playing him. No one is playing better than Hurts. Geno Smith, Geno Smith could be the comeback player of the year, either comeback player of the year, but they'll probably give that to Saquon Barkley because he's playing his ass off. Playing his ass off. Eagles 15 and 2, Giants 12 and 5, Cowboys 11 and 6. 007 thinks that three teams could potentially come out of the NFC East. Nobody was saying that at the beginning of the year. Shit, man. Get this, did you ever think that the Bucks, the 49ers, the Rams, and the Packers might not make the, pl- the playoffs? Think about that. The Niners, the Packers, and the Bucks and the Rams might not make the postseason. Wow, is this setting up for Philly? Like I said, and I've been saying it for about six months now, Eagles and Bills in the Super Bowl. Eagles and Bills. Ryan Dable, coach of the year, him or Sirianni, but I would give it to Dable because he took over a train wreck from Dave Gettleman. Don't rule out Washington three and four. I'm with you. Steven, I think they got a bunch of shitty games coming up. Wouldn't shock me um, that Tyler Heineke gets his – by the way, Carson Wentz is never getting his job back in Washington. That shit's over. That shit's over. He'll never get his job back. Not happening. Heineke has an energy with that team. That team responds to him. The fans like him. It's not happening. He ain't ever getting his gig back in Washington. There's another team right there. Okay. And Carson's finished. He is officially finished. He may go somewhere. And you know what's going to happen one day? Wentz is going to go somewhere and put up a rich Gannon year. And you're going to go, holy shit. But that's going to be somewhere where no one's expecting him to do anything. And he's just going to have one of those years. You watch, I tell you that. But he's lost that gig. He'll never get that job back. Never. Heineke even throws the ball better. He just looks like he throws the ball better with more confidence. Give the Giants their propers. I got to, man. I don't believe in them. But, you know, I keep saying that. Now they're 6-1. and one. It's crazy shit, man. Okay? They got a better record than the Cowboys. Unbelievable. By the way, Brian Burns, you know, some of you guys didn't want to give up the 30-second pick for him. You said it was too rich. According to Adam Schefter, two teams have offered Carolina two first-round draft choices 
for Brian Burns, but you guys don't want to give up the 30-second shitty pick for an edge rusher that could help your football team close the door on Buffalo and close the gap with Buffalo because you're going to have to get Josh Allen on the ground if you're going to win the thing. Okay, because Hassan Reddick shows up occasionally. You, like I said, outside of Washington, that D-line hasn't really done enough when it comes to rushing the passer. They still need an edge rusher. They're not getting home. Okay? Let them take him. Okay? So you think you're going to go into the draft and roll the dice and get yourself another Derek Barnett. Okay? Congratulations to you. Way to gamble on something that's not a sure thing. The NFL draft. Because if it was a sure thing, Jalen Hurts would be drafted in the fifth pick. The NFL draft is not a sure thing. Brian Burns is. Don't you get it? 24 years of age. So you go after A.J. Brown at 24. And you look at Brian Burns. He makes your team younger. Then you're able to move off of some of these older guys. Don't see it. Will Anderson? Tell you what. Alabama? I don't know. And I'll say this to you about Will, GT. He ain't playing that hot this year. That dude don't look like the same guy from a year ago. I don't know. I think they're doubling him. I do think that they're... I do think that they're going after him more. But last year, after week like four, he took off and had 15 and a half sacks. That ain't near what's happening now. I, I Look, I think he's going to go high. He's a great player. He's a great player. Okay? But, hey, don't, don't go to sleep on this guy, Brian Burns. Carolina has been fielding all kinds. Look what they did. They sent Christian McCaffrey to San Francisco. He even played. DT, I love Burns. Did someone before Sills gets a – when talking about the Cowboys, maniac. I don't – still debating whether or not to put this bad puppy up. Owner get, – get this. You guys should be very privileged. The owner of the Dallas Cowboys sent your boy, who talks Eagle football, his, his a helmet. His helmet. I didn't ask for it. Here, Sills. <laughs> okay. Maniac, you got to remember, I don't, I don't follow along well. <laughs> okay, man. Wait a minute. So you got a trash can. Look at you guys, man. God, man. Put it away. You know what Xander even gave me crap for it. By the way, don't forget, Kurt Schilling bottom the hour. Jim Jones said he won't plan on making a deadline deals. We don't care. I promise you we don't. <laughs> mm, that helmet is a portable, a portable commode. Okay. Jeez. Man. Z- Z- hey, Xander didn't want to look up at it. He noticed it, but he's, he was like, you're really not going to hang that, are you? <laughs> You know, Sills, I love you, man, but please, I, I can't. <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't believe it. I didn't even mention it. I just hung it up. Man. Whew. You have three passing TDs going into week eight with the best wide receivers. Underwhelming. Hertz has some passing TDs, same passing TDs as Daniel Jones. Jones has no O-line or wide receivers. Hertz is beat. 
O-line and wide receivers, game manager. Pretty true. So wait a minute. Daniel Jones has as many touchdown passes as Jalen. Hang it up, Sills. Put up a Gator helmet. That ain't happening. (laughs) You will never see anything Gator in my house. Ever. You will never see anything Florida Gator in my house. That will be a promise. Okay? You'll never see that. You will never see a Florida Gator anything in my house. (laughs) That is not happening here, man. What's the better what's the better Philly story? The Phillies or the Eagles? What's the better Philly sports story? What's the better story going on here? Eagles undefeated? I think you guys have a shot. Seminoles okay cuz we owned them. It was two and two against some other dudes. Philly, Steve? Phillies or the Eagles? What's the better story? Eagles. It's a tie, Mr. International. I thought people in Philadelphia had opinions. Come on, my friend. Xander says Phillies. Phillies. I don't know. It's tough. Seals, bet your big head doesn't fit in that helmet. Oh, I bet you $100 million it doesn't either. Big Seals doesn't have a helmet. He's got an eight-gallon. Remember that. <laughs> okay? Remember that. I'd have to take the pads out for that puppy to, for that puppy to fit my head. Right now, Phil, look, at, look at GT. Look at him quantify it like a politician. Right now, Phillies, Eagles, Phillies. How about your answer? Is that's how hard it is right now, Phillies. Look at Mike, politician. That would be crazy if the Philly sports teams went out, be incredible that you guys won multiple championships in the same year and no one expected it. Until Sunday, it's Phillies. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I have a melon, Chris. Thank you. Phillies right now, Chris says, they're playing for a championship. Phillies fired their manager. Do you guys think that this is one of the greatest sports stories in Philadelphia sports history? What the Phillies are doing? Fire your manager? Was Girardi? What were you guys, 22 and 25 when they fired his ass? They were 22 and 25, right? Don't forget, Kurt Schilling's joining us too, right? 22 and 25 when they fired Joe Girardi and – I'm trying to think in baseball history if I've ever seen anything where you fired. You know, I think the Yankees may have done this when Bob Lemon took over, maybe back in the 70s when Martin got fired. But that was a revolving door constantly with Steinbrenner and Bob Lemon and Stretch and all them guys. So it it became common habit that Steinbrenner would do that. But if you go out of the building – have you ever seen anything like this before where you saw a team go on and punch their ticket and make themselves NLCS champions? I don't know if I've ever seen that. And I am so privileged to be able to have for a second time on the 1993 NLCS MVP. How about this, folks? 1.69 in that championship run. 
his overall postseason record. I say this about you, Kurt, all the time. You're the best big se- big time postseason pitcher, 11 and 2, 223 ERA. Wow. In 19 starts, the 2001 World Series MVP, Kurt Schilling. Thank you, Kurt, for stepping in. Can't hear you, Kurt. No, I can't hear you yet. See if we can get him up here with the uh, with the volume here. See if we're able to do that. Um, God, look at these numbers here, man. I mean, incredible here. Okay, I mean, ninety three NLCS MVP and the eleven and two in the postseason. You know, you would have to go Madison Baumgartner, uh, Sandy Koufax to go with some of the numbers that you're looking at with people that really show up when it comes to postseason play. And the 2001 World Series MVP was the co-MVP there, obviously, with Randy Johnson when they won it against the Yankees. And 11-2 and with a 223 ERA. That was one of the things that I thought that was going to stop the Phillies from having an opportunity at competing against the Padres. The Padres, in my opinion... Okay, I mean, I thought they had more starting pitching. You Darvish, um, the kid they got from Tampa, plus the batting that they had there. I mean, Manny Machado, who I think happens to be one of the best third basemen in the sport, and I'm shocked that the Rollins folks did not name him um, to the Golden Glove finalist list. Absolutely a phenomenal ball player, but the energy that they had in the building. And the ability for them to be able to just they didn't did you hear what Harper said too? Harper goes like this, hey man, I don't even want to, I don't, I don't, I don't want to get on an airplane again, and I don't want to go back to San Diego, and I don't want to have to get out there and do it. Let's just close it now and let's just do something now that they'll never forget. To me, man, it'll go down as one of the great, great moments in all of baseball, man. That Harper net home run, he hit that two-run shot. You know, ends up getting a guy on first base. And, boy, I just, without a doubt here, hopefully we're able to do it now. Uh, uh, Xander, can we go to him now? Or Frank Kurt Schilling. Kurt, are we there? Can you hear me? Are you bet? Got you, man. Thank you so much, Kurt, for stepping in. No worries, man. No, sorry about that. Kurt, how shocked are you that you see what you have seen with this Philly run? You're not, not shocked. Well. Why? Not well. Because after, I don't know, when, it, when you can go back and look at my Twitter account probably 10 days ago, I, I tweeted out something very simple. I said, this Phil's team has the vibe. They have the vibe. They have, they have that, that there's a certain look and feel to, to October confidence, and they had it. And, and you know, you, you got to play. You know, you, you got to play. You can't just have confidence. You got to go out and got to play. Um. And you saw Harper. I, I mean, one of the things, and, and I use this analogy, not loosely, but not uh, 100%. There's the David Ortiz feel to Bryce Harper now. Uh, it's his team. It's, it's his city. And not only has he hit his way to that position, but I think everybody on both sides wants it. I think it's what he wants. And I think it's the, the, I think the fans were looking for that guy. You got Hoskins and Schwarber, and you know the Phillies are doing what they were. What I think everybody in February said this team was 
capable of. They had Nolan Wheeler at the top of the rotation. He had a lineup that could hit a lot of home runs, and they didn't really consistently do that during the season. Uh, and they're doing it now. And I don't – I remember the teams that I was on that won it all showing up at the ballpark in the playoffs and never expecting to lose. I mean, we were down 3-0 to the Yankees. There was some – I'm sure there was some hesitancy, but I never thought we were, we were going to lose a game, even though maybe on paper we were outmatched. And on paper, I think – they are outmatched. I, you know, I, I find it. I love what the Phillies are doing. I, I really believe in that team, but I have a hard time seeing anybody beat Houston four times in seven games. Give me your thoughts on Wheeler and how good he's been and how, how incredible he's been, especially in the postseason. I said, listen, you can go again, go back to my Twitter, the winner he signed. I said that that was the biggest, most impactful free agent signing of the year. Um, I've loved the arm, always loved the arm. And, and I've always said in the past, uh, October, sabermetrics kind of go away in October. They don't work. Uh, and October is about power pitching, swing and miss pitching. And it's the reason why a guy like Aaron Judge can hit 317 with 62 home runs up through September. But in October, you don't face threes, fours, and fives. You don't face those middle relievers at the back of the bullpen who get trash innings. You see ones and twos and threes. And you see the premium bullpen arms every at bat and those guys are who they are mainly because they can command the fastball inside the strike zone even though watching this postseason has been rather challenging in that regard but Nolan Wheeler to me are the reasons why I believe that the Phillies are going to be World Series champions it's going to be because those two guys clutch up and win four of the seven games Kurt you were on some of the most iconic ball teams that really fed off that emotion like you said, the 93 Phillies, uh, the 2001 Arizona D-backs, everyone was talking Yankees, you know, obviously the Boston series when you guys are down 0-3. Talk about that energy. And you saw it building, like you were saying yeah. on your Twitter. You, you, it, 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 it just turned into a cascade for this well, Philly I, team. I think, and you write it the whole way. Yeah, I think it's one of the reasons why I feel like I can very much identify with what these Phillies players are, are dealing with. Um, there's nothing like that. That I mean, listen, it's what, 30, almost 30 years later, and we're still one of the most revered teams in the city's history. And we didn't win. Um, that team and that city forms bonds with its teams and its athletes like very few other places in any sport. And the whole city is kind of rising and sleeping with the outcome of the Phillies game. And then you got the Eagles, you know, having the year they're having. Um, and, and the Flyers off to a great start. So everybody in Philadelphia. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's feeling good. Um, and and it, I, it's hard to explain to people that that permeates in, down to the players. They, you feel that energy. You that it's a, it, it's what makes you never fatigued. Well, I, I, I never was. You, you don't. There's no fatigue in October when you're in that environment because everything is positive energy. And like I said, you've got a guy who I've always been a fan of, Bryce Harper's. I I, I had a chance to meet him when he was very young, getting into the league, and and I I thoroughly enjoyed the the, the small amount of time I talked to him. I thought he was. He was a kid that was raised right, respectful, and, and all things. He, you know, he, he plays the game hard, and and he is. It's rare. It's rare to find the guy who wants everybody to put their hopes and dreams on their back. Even rare to find the guy who wants that and then goes out and does it. And you know, the about the other night was just that's the about when when he was on Sports Illustrated as a like a five year old. Um, he. That was the abat he was he had lived his whole life for, and he got a chance to do it, and he came through, and it wasn't surprising to me. It really, honestly, wasn't. And and you know, you, you so th- those kind of things are all the reasons why I look at the Phillies and say, you know, maybe it's their year. Because if you go back and look at '93, we went up against the Blue Jays, who were probably the best offensive team I've ever seen. Um, and we were huge underdogs. I don't think they'll be huge underdogs. I think they will be underdogs because yeah. winning four out of seven to me says you're probably going to need to beat Verlander. Uh, and I'm not sure that that's real easy to do. And and Alvarez and those guys, their bullpen is just clicking. Uh, I think the Phillies bullpen has kind of figured it out a little bit. And, and there's going to be a mix and match thing. But you're going to need power arms to get you to the seventh and eighth inning this time. And maybe see a lineup. God forbid they'd see a lineup three times around. I mean, my goodness, <laughs> the horror. I saw one of your one of your years, Kurt, where you had 15 complete games. I'm like, geez, man, yeah. you might as well just take that stat out of baseball. Well, today. My my uh, my game five start against the the Blue Jays. I think I threw 147 pitches. In the, <laughs> there was nobody. There was never a, anybody up in the bullpen. It was you know. It, it, but I I believe in my heart that I instilled that kind of confidence. And, and that's what you have. I mean, Wheeler's got about a, what, a 170 RA going through the postseason. Yeah. I mean, I think he's starting to make a name for himself. Verlander's already done that, right? I mean, for the most part, yeah. you're expect when you, and, and, you know, one of the things you realize when you get to October baseball, something that Justin has obviously seen and, and these guys are getting exposed to, is the leadoff hitter is the winning run. You know, you don't play for four run innings anymore. Even though, you know, you got the Phillies who are, are driving the ball and Schwarber and Hoskins and, and Harper and, and you know, the, the, the scary part of – and if you go to the other side, the scary part about Houston for me is they haven't lost a game. And I think uh, Altuve uh, and, the, and there's another guy in their lineup that in 20-some at-bats they have one hit. Like that, that, that would have gotten great prop bets uh, before the series because he's such a – he's a motor – motorboat you know he's the he's the spark plug and um i don't think he's going to go hitless in the world series you know kurt for you your numbers in the postseason as i mentioned everybody 11 and 2 overall two 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 three era 19 starts i think your career era 
is around a low three, I think 301 or something like that. Um, what was the difference for you when you got into the postseason? Like you just mentioned, 140-plus pitches, iconic moments in Boston, um, what you did in Arizona, what you did in Philly. I mean, I... what was it for you? That you, that sets you apart. That maybe we're seeing now with Wheeler and Verlander, yeah. and what's the what well, what kicked in the gear for you? October's about perfection, and there are a lot of people that don't like those expectations. You know, I I, I can remember I was talking, and this guy was a Hall of Fame player, uh, talking about October when I first met this guy, and I said to I said to him, you know, the cool thing about October to me is you're one pitch away from people from doing something people will remember the rest of their lives. And like that gives me chills now to say it because like that was I was inspiring, and he responded with, "Yeah, you're also one pitch away from making him forget everything you did good during the season." And I was like, "Wow, that's that's a I can that, I'm beating that guy. That guy's not going to win." And and you know, I can remember uh, you know if you remember back in oh, 2003 when Aaron Boone hit the walk off against the Yankees or against the Red Sox, Kevin Millar was talking about the fact that he was out there. He didn't want to be Bill Buckner, you know. And, and you have to have somebody in the clubhouse that changes that mentality to, to, to from all that bullshit to, you know, why not us? Why not? And, and, you know, I think that was probably one of the things I brought to Boston uh, was the ability. I mean, I'm the, the Yankees never beat me when it mattered. I didn't care who they were. I knew they were good. I knew you had to go through them, but I wasn't worried about playing them in the postseason. Now we go down three Oh and, you know, things are a little different, but that wasn't that wasn't a, a stigma for me. And I think that there was a lot of guys in that clubhouse. It was. And Kurt, would you say you wanted to play the Yankees? You oh, yeah. No, 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 no. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, you know, if you look at 01 and 04, the reason they were special is because we went through the Yankees both times. And, you know, we ended their run three. They were trying to win their fourth straight in 01. And in 04 – no matter what they do for the rest of their history, the Yankees are still the authors of the biggest choke in the history of the game. So that's a, that's a beautiful thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, I always, you know, I, and, and, you know, you can see it, like I said, you can see it in Bryce Harper. That's the thing. I mean, I, you know, I think I, it's never about one player, obviously, but I think that, that Philadelphia's chances to win it all go through him. And I think that, you know, if I'm pitching, for Houston, I'm I'm going to make sure that Bryce Harper doesn't have a signature, excuse me, a signature moment, because that lights everybody up. I mean, that's much easier said than done. Um, but you know that that to me is going to be the key. Nolan Wheeler have to be Nolan Wheeler. They, you know, you need you're going to need seven innings, seven and two thirds, one earned run, three hits, twelve punch out outings from both of them maybe four times um, because I, I, you know, except for, I think it was the 2002 angels. I don't ever remember a team slugging their way to, to winning a world series. You don't hit your way. It just doesn't happen because of the amount of quality pitching that you see. And like I said, Houston has had, they have to feel amazing about their chances. First of all, they haven't snipped a loss, which is not a small thing, by the way, because you have a longer format now and more, you know, you're playing winner go home much more often, but they've done this all without, I think their best player in Altuve. Um, and they've got, they, they can match Nolan Wheeler from a power arm starting pitching standpoint. Um, and they're, my God, their bullpen has been electric. But Kurt, how do you look at Houston with all the chaos that was there a couple of years ago with, 
you know, a black dot on the game with all. Well, the- I mean, isn't that gone now? Is, I, I, mean, I, I, to me, well, it I is. think baseball hey. needs a villain. The Kurt, people- I think they need a villain, and I yeah, think this right. is great for the game. And, and and I think that that was one of the things that was absolutely influential in that Yankee series was, hey, people think we had to cheat to beat them. We'll show you. And and they steamrolled them. I mean, they let, let's be clear. Oh, they, they ran them over. They went 4-0. It was never as – I mean, no. and you know what the amazing thing was? Every time in that series that the Yankees put pressure on, the, the, the Astros didn't wait. They responded immediately. Like, oh, you know, listen, guys, you're really not in this thing. And we're going to beat you, but stop, you know, here, here we're going to stop giving you hope. It was just amazing to me. And that, you know, anybody with, with logic understands that, that that's in the past. That has nothing to do with anything. Although it is, I think it's a, it's a bulletin board thing for the Astros by far. I think that there's the guys that are still there are out to prove that, you know, the first one wasn't, had nothing to do, you know, even though we know it did, um, but that this is to shed that. So the only people left to are the conspiracy theory guys and Yankee fans, you know, <laughs> uh, who apparently want Aaron Boone fired because his team couldn't play, which is a joke. Yeah, did they want Mattingly in there now because they didn't get the team into the World Series there. I agree with you. What moment for you, Kurt, defines you? Boston, Philly, Arizona. Yes. Your baseball postseason. Yes. Who do you I, think? All, I, all of it. I, I mean, you know, I, I, I always – I remember <clears throat> I was in uh, in Arizona. For me, for me, Kurt, it's Boston. I think of yeah. you, and it all accumulated with what you did in Arizona, what you did. I mean, all of that to me. When I saw, when you're on the hill, and the sock, and you're bleeding, and you're doing this, and you're out there on the hill. To me, that's what defines me when I think of Kurt Schilling in eleven yeah. and two. Was that well, moment there? And, and, you know, obviously I, I appreciate that. I, but I, I think that I, but I was saying in 2000, when I got traded to the Diamondbacks and Buck Showalter was managing and, and I came over, I went, started out four and zero, got us into the help to get us back into the race and keep us up. And then I failed. I went miserable. I was miserable the last month. And I was one of the reasons we didn't make it. But Buck had told me when I came over, he said, listen, we win this thing and we get to the postseason. you're getting the ball game one. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, hold on a second. There's a six foot ten inch, one hundred mile an hour strong left hander, <laughs> but he somehow in his mind, I had given him the confidence that I was the guy he would want. I, I think doing what I did against the Braves uh, in '93 started all of the discussion, the shutout with Toronto, and then you know coming into the St. Louis series. And if, I don't know, one of the best series I ever played in was that we played the Cardinals in a best of five, and I beat Matt Morris one nothing in game one with a complete game. And I beat Matt Morris in game five, two to one with a complete game. And then uh, we win the series. Womack hits the walk-off. And then I go and throw a complete game against Atlanta. And I throw in four straight complete games in the postseason. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's kind of what's supposed to be. That's how it's, I, I mean, I didn't look at that as, wow, look what I did. I was looked at that as, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm doing what's expected of me in that sense. And then, um, you know, we went to, against the Yankees and I went, uh, you know, I made three starts in, in seven games and pitched on short rest. And, and you know, everybody's like, oh, the statistics are, are against anybody throwing on three days rest. And, and, and uh, you know, it doesn't work. And, and I was like, that, again, those things are meaningless. They have nothing to do 
with anything. And, you know, oh, the Mystique and Aura of Yankee Stadium with, you know, I said, oh, Mystique and Aura are, are strippers in a nightclub. They have nothing to do with, you know. Um, but I, 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 I felt like I was king of the mountain in October. I didn't, it didn't matter. You know, I always said, you know, those guys that beat me in April to September were better than me, Maddox and Glavin and all those other guys, but none of them and nobody in the hall of fame anywhere could have ever beat me in October. And I looked at that as the reason why you played and, and, you know, whether it was true or not, like most, most other things, it's what I believe. And I tried to, oh, I tried the to numbers dictate it. And, the numbers uh, play it out in 19 postseason starts. I mean, 11 and two, I would say recently, Madison Bumgardner. And if you want to go back into the 60s with Koufax and talk about people who are dominant pitchers, Andy Pettit a little bit as well. But you're right there with anybody. And that leads me to Justin Verlander. How do you, Kurt, I think if I'm not mistaken, he's got 244 wins. I don't think there'll ever be a 300 game winner because guys don't go past five and two thirds any longer. So I think that number. Glavin, Tom Glavin will probably be the last guy. I believe that's who it is to win 300 ball games. Right. It'll never happen again. So 200 is going to be a monster, and you have 200 wins. Obviously, your take on Justin Verlander's career? They'll probably play against him in the opening game. Yeah, in Houston. Yeah. Um. First ballot, uh, mortal lock Hall of Fame guy. Uh. Who, you know, I, I, and very. He's done yeah, more I'm, than you. Oh God, yeah. I, I, I mean, this guy has done things that nobody's oh. ever done, and uh, and and he married Kate Upton, by the way. Um, you know, so he's got one up on all of us uh, in that sense. But but I I, uh, I always like power pitching, and this is a guy who who is the uh, you know the, the definition of of power power arm and ace and October guy. Um, He's risen to the challenge in October. Uh, he's gotten better in October. Uh, he had one, you know, and in many ways, a lot of the similar career path later in the career in the sense that he's having some of his best years at an age when everybody's looking at people and, and saying, you know, let's not expect as much out of him. He had, a, he had one of his, might have had his best year ever this year. Um, yeah, Lock, Lock Hall of Famer. And and somebody, I, I don't watch a lot of baseball. And it's very hard for me to watch, but. Um, Why? Because I, it's not the game has changed so dramatically. It's not. It's What's not, the worst part of the game change, Kurt? Uh, the complete uh, conversion to sabermetrically driven decisions. Um, I, you know, watching watching Blake Snell come out of a World Series game and cost the Tampa Bay Rays a World Series because he didn't want to face him three times around the lineup, and watching. Hopefully we can uh, – Xander, let's see if we can reconnect here a little bit here and get him back here because I'd like to close up with getting his prediction on the uh, on the series as well here because I'd like to get his opinion, man, because there's no doubt – I mean, the Astros have lost no games in the postseason so far. So, um, yeah. Boy, that was – I mean, Justin Verlander, 244 career victories, if I'm not mistaken. By the way, top of the hour, we'll get back in the – Pro football, we'll look at week seven, but man, I, I was shocked when he said that. Because look, 11 and 2, 233 ERA and 19 starts here. I mean, Justin Verlander, I mean, yeah, I mean, he's probably going to win another Cy Young Award. Okay. He's probably going to win another Cy. And he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, um, according to Schilling here. How about what he said about Bryce Harper, too? 
He's got a David Ortiz now feel about himself. Big Poppy, no question, man. I, 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 I just loved, I loved that comparison on what he was saying about Big Poppy. Let's get back over to Kurt here. Sorry about that. That was on me. Hey, Kurt, why, why, why the Big Poppy comparison when it comes to um, Bryce Harper? Um, well, for a lot of reasons, but more than anything, I think he's good for the game. I mean, he, he, hasn't, you know, he hasn't gotten a DWI. He didn't hit his wife. He hasn't done drugs. He hasn't done PEs. He hasn't done all the things that we seem to think professional athletes are above, right? He, he's he's right. made smart choices. Um, and, and I think he, he's probably had multiple chances on a daily basis to make bad decisions, and he hasn't done that. And, and he, I think he's just good for the game. And when you see a guy that's good for the game become a team's masthead, uh, in a city like that, and that that's probably as much as anything in that city. Um, I mean, can you imagine if Vladimir Guerrero had spent his whole career in Philadelphia or Mike Trout um, or, or Otani? I mean, Philadelphia is one of those cities that amplifies and magnifies its stardom. And uh, I, I, huh. I, I love – in a good and bad way. Yeah. You know, yeah. the villains in those cities are the worst of the worst of the worst. <laughs> and the heroes are the best of the best of the best. And, 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 you know, I, I ultimately think that sports is about the heroes and the villains and, and it's always good to see the good guys and, and, and in a villains in a, you know, I yeah. hate the Yankees and Derek Teeter. Yeah. Derek yeah, Teeter yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, hey, do me a favor, expand a little more why you think the game is in a bad place right now. You were getting there. What? And with all the numbers well, and think, all that, I, I think, problem for you. Unfortunately, I think in many, many ways, they're catering to an audience that doesn't exist. Uh, you know, baseball is still the only game without a clock yep. in professional sports. And I think there's some there's some mystique to that. Um, but the television dollar is driving every decision everyone's making. Um, and their desire to shorten the game, uh, you know, the shift rules next year, which I think are absolutely ridiculous. Um you know, I, the other rule, I think they're coming in with you can only throw to first base two times. I mean, those are that's going to have a dramatic impact on the game. Um, I, I think they're trying to fix something that isn't broke. I get it. And the games are going too long and all the things that are that 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 entails. But that's part of the result of this. Excuse me. This influx of sabermetrics. I mean, sabermetrics is. But, but Kurt, shouldn't that evolve organically in baseball instead oh, sure. of. Well, baseball, I mean, if you look at it, there, there's a reason there's different eras when you look at committees voting for, for star players, Hall of Fame players, because the game changes, uh, you know. And, and you know, in 1968, you had Bob Gibson with a 1.12 ERA, and they, they, they dropped him down height, you know. I mean, you, you can make adjustments like that, but the, everybody's field is still exactly the same, right? It's 90 feet to the bases, and it's, it's 60 feet, 6 inches to home plate. And those those mathematics are athletically perfect. I mean, it, the the sport is athletically perfect from a measurement perspective. The, the stadiums are different, which gives it a different feel. And and in many ways, that 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 is another thing that baseball owns that no one, everybody else's stadium, the football fields a hundred yards and what fifty two wide. The hockey rinks are all the same. Um, basketball courts are all the same. The baseball field isn't. I mean, I mean, the no clock and different stadiums. I think make baseball different but at the same time this this urge to get the game shortened has taken i think taken so much away from the the, the watchability of it and it, it makes it hard 
Two last questions for you here. Um, Thompson taking over for Girardi. Can you, outside of those Yankee weirdo, you know, the boss firing, you know, Martin right. and, Don, and, and Bob Lemon and them guys, outside of that, have you ever seen a substitute teacher come in and carry a team to a World Series? Well, it's very, very rare. Uh, the Red Sox, I think, had it with um, – and I can't remember who it was in the 70s. They was it McNamara? It, what, wasn't that McNamara? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But – Or maybe it, Zimmer. It was The 76 team you're talking with, Zimmer, when Fisk hit it? Right. I think that Zimmer was, was the manager yeah. of that team. I think it's rare because the managers have in, – in most cases, managers have very little to do with whether a team loses. I think they have a lot more to do with the team winning than they do with the team losing. Um, but, and, and even rarer still is the, is the manager that can do that. They can, they can come in and change. And there was a, there was a seismic shift in the clubhouse when, when uh, Girardi was, was let go and, and Thompson came in. I don't know what it was, but it was different. And, and I can tell you that just because part of, part of turning a team around is making them uh, believe in something they didn't believe the day before. And, you know, and, and he's a guy like that. I think Terry Francona is a very much a guy like that. Yep. I think, you know, the guardians are had the year they had people were marveling at it. And I'm thinking to myself, that's just what he does. He, he has a way of making his players fall on the knife if they need to for him and, and love him. And this guy clearly, you know, basically, I don't know what he did, but it was basically, Hey, listen, you guys are really good. I'm just going to put the line about you guys go out and play, play the game hard, play the game right. And they did that. And, and obviously listen, Aaron Boone is not the reason that the New York Yankees got swept. The New York Yankees got swept because Garrett Cole didn't pitch when he had to pitch and Aaron judge didn't hit when he had to hit. And, yeah. and they know the players know that player accountability. And, right. Right. And, and, you know, people talk about managing the bullpen, this and managing the bullpen, that, and, you know, managing the bull, you know, what people need to understand and I heard a major league manager told me this, and I, I can't believe it to be true, but it is. He said that in this day and age of sabermetrics, there are teams whose front office, their hub of front office person come down and tell the manager, you cannot use these relievers tonight. And, and I'm, and, and, and because the algorithm says that when these players play a certain amount of innings over a certain amount of days, they don't do well on that third day. So these guys are unavailable. So, so all these bullpen moves that are being made, a lot, many times they're not being made by the manager. They're, the manager's given a set of guidelines. You don't have a full six or seven man bullpen. You have three or four guys available to you based on what the front office is telling you. So there's a lot less, uh, there's a lot more automation in managing than there was before. No, you know, the sabermetric guys despise gut instinct and feel. And October uh, has a lot of that. That's the other thing. Like I said, sabermetrics doesn't translate to October because guys play at a different level. And you can't account for that. And it's probably the one thing I always laugh when I first ran into Theo Epstein. I think the one thing that perturbed him and, and bugged him was he couldn't he couldn't quantify chemistry. But he but he did after 04, I think he understood that it was a massive part of putting together a winning team, which is why you saw David Ross become his guy as a player uh, and all the things that went with that, um, because they understand they can't quantify it, but they know it exists. And, and if and, you know. The guys in Philadelphia and uh, well in Houston too, they have that. They have that chemistry, and you got. I think you have two teams who expect to win the World Series, which I think is the reason you're going to see. A, if the if the series drags out, I, I believe the Phillies win it. If it if it's quick and conclusive, I think it, if it goes four one four two, 
it'll be Houston. How do they keep it close though, Kurt? I mean, for them, because they like you it. said, they're going to be huge underdogs. Everything's going to come. In my opinion, everything's going to come from the mound. The starting pitching, how deep in the game their starting pitching gets them. Uh, you know, you have a condensed schedule in this postseason, um, which is going to magnify the guys with short bullpens uh, or, or you know. But I think, as with most postseason series, is going to. This come series down will to- be one on the mound. I think it'll be one in the rotation, the starting rotation. I think whoever does better between Wheeler, Nola, and 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 Verlander, Alvarez, uh, you know, I, I I think somebody wins. They those two guys for each team are going to win their games, right? I, one of these teams is going to be up 2-0, in my opinion. Kurt, finally here, I'm going to let you go here, but I got to say this to you. Um, you know, it's got to bug you, and I know you probably are absolutely pathetically just over the baseball hall of fame. I but am. I, I, I know you are, but surely man, having your fate in the hands of pencil pushers. And I doing, don't anymore. And that's you, the thing. I you, don't anymore. Kurt, you can't, you can't have this career, Kurt. Yeah. And not think that this thing should be honored. I mean, well, I, it, I, I find it to be it. The hall of Fame's not complete without guys like you in it. And I appreciate that, Dan. I really do. And and that's one of the reasons why I'm way over it, because I think the people that know, know, and the people that don't, don't like me. And that's okay. I, I'm, again, I have my rings. What does liking you have to do with it, though? Say it again. What does liking you have to do with well, what? Well, it has did? everything. To, in this woke day and age, it has everything to do with it. It has everything to do. I mean, the things that these people wrote about me were not just mistruths. They're flat out lies. And for people to do to consciously do that, there there had to be motivation and reason behind it. Um, you know, you you can Google and find reference to me being racist, homophobic, transphobic, and phobic of all this stuff. None of which is true. And in 22 years, I never had a teammate player. I played against fan clubhouse guy, coach. No one ever ever said anything any in any capacity about me being any of those things. But suddenly, my post playing career I became those things and and you know I said earlier I, I was doing an interview and I actually had a writer who Your politics uh, I who I but but I guess the hardest part for me and I understand it is that the writers of the world that knew me that that voted for me um and knew that I wasn't even remotely close to the things some of these people are saying none of them ever said anything none of them ever came out in my defense and and my former teammates I mean David's the only one that's actually been very open about the fact that you know I wasn't any of those things. And and I think a lot of people say, well, no one's coming to your fence, so to your defense. But I think in this day and age, it's it's a dangerous thing to do because if you do, you're gonna you're gonna get trashed and labeled and destroyed. And and I I'm I'm gonna come to anybody's defense if if they're gonna attack somebody that I know not to be something that they're accusing them of. Because I I wanna be true to myself. I don't think other people feel comfortable doing that, and that's okay. I mean it, it, it disappoints me because I would like for, you know, and, and, and I think a lot of times we take our worldview from ourselves and I think, you know, hey, everybody should be open and honest and truthful about who they are uh, because for the most part, I, I know who I am. I'm a good person. I've never been someone who's tried to hurt people maliciously or anything like that. And to have the things written about me that were written about me trickle down to my kids and, and my family. And that was why the Hall of Fame thing every year became a nightmare for me because it was just rehashing stuff that wasn't true. And they ended up having to deal with it. But but I couldn't, you know, I it's and that's why I wanted off the ballot. I didn't want to go through it that last year. And, and I, you know, I'm, I'm in front of the Veterans Committee now at, at some point. And that, you know, 
if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But again, I still have my rings and my trophies and my memories, and I still have the respect of the players I played with and played against. And, and you know, whether I have a plaque or not, that's not going to change. Jesus, Grimini. I, you know, you know, Kurt, um, I've, you know, after my playing days, I got into broadcasting and I like talking race, religion and politics. And I've been labeled the same stuff. And all my teammates I played with in Miami, uh, the Cowboys, the uh, the Bucks and all the Lions and all that stuff. You know, people say these things and I, was, I say to people all the time, the outhouse wall of social media, Twitter, um, it just it it it. it Lies and lies and lies until the lie becomes the truth right. to people. And unfortunately for a guy like you, who should be honored for every kid to go into baseball and watch and go into that great place. I love going into the Hall of Fame and seeing all those great people like you and Nolan and all those. I just I just I, I find it to be disgusting that you're not in that Hall of Fame. I appreciate that. Thank you. I really appreciate you coming here. And thank you so much. By the pleasure, way, pleasure, man. Hey, Astros. 4-1? No, I think Philly's 4-3. Philly 4-3 and 7. Fantastic. Hey, thank you so much, Kurt. I appreciate you doing this, brother. Take care of yourself, my friend. You got it. That is the legendary Kurt Schilling. Huh. Never thought about that, man. Kurt kind of goes through the same thing that we go through a little bit here. When people, I guess when you have an opinion, my daughter even tells me this, be prepared to have a challenge. But what a legendary baseball player and what a Darn good friend to the program, and we're really privileged that he came on with us here. Please hit the like button. Hour number three is coming up. We're going to talk the week seven of the National Football League. Hey, he's got the Phillies in seven. He's got the Phillies in seven. Wait, 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 wait. We're coming down to the last hour here, and I got to ask, man. I mean, do we put the helmet back, or do we not put the helmet back? Do we, do we put it up? Hold on, hold, hold on, hold on here. Why did you ruin the segment with that trash? <laughs> I, I ruined our three National Football Show. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes. And the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. It's a fall car fest, and Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown says, yes, you can. Jeff says, yes, you can choose from over 1,000 vehicles in stock with no wait. Yes, you can still get low prices, leases, and big discounts. Yes, you can still get low interest financing. And Jeff always says, yes, you can have a real deal buying experience without the hassle. When the other dealers say, no, you can't, Jeff says, yes, you can. Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown. Nobody treats you better. Jeep Adventure Days.
Over the last 17 years, we've built a reputation of growing award-winning teams across the country. Staffing is not easy, but that's what we do every day, all day. The key to our success is storytelling, asking the right questions to find the right people. Hi, I'm Gary Kane, president of Kane Partners. We want to be your staffing partner. National Football Show. Please hit the like button. How you doing? Yes, sir. Got a new sheriff in town. Dak Prescott's back. Woo! I hope you enjoyed that uh, Kurt Schilling interview because I did. I love talking baseball. Just so you know, I was raised on it. I'm more of a baseball fan than I actually am a football fan. I learned how to count doing batting averages. I'm actually more of a baseball fan. And I agree with Kirk. The game has gone the other way. It's really sometimes unwatchable. The great characters that they had in the sport. By the way, I missed the steroid era. Villains make sports. It's why you hate the Cowboys. Dak is trash. Wait a minute. Your boy Dak Prescott... Is not going to have, wait a minute, your boy Jalen Hurts is not going to have a better career than Dak Prescott is. You're not. I love Kurt Schilling too, Greg. Dak is trash. F Dak. Xander hates this right now. This is why, I guess this is some of the reasons why people have issues with big seals. By the way, this last determining hour, what we're going to do. Look at, look at Xander, man. He turned the lights out on me. You see? He turned the lights out on me because he's sick and tired of seeing the cowboy helmet. All right. Man. One little helmet. F that helmet. Wait, yell. One helmet. One helmet. One cowboy thing. And you, you, you. You guys go nuts on it. Damn the helmet. F the helmet. <laughs> it's a helmet. The CEO said I needed to have my cowboy helmet. You guys don't want me to put it up? Hey, I know, Greg, right? That's classic, man. Hey, by the way, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Ryan, I love Randy Johnson, too. Hey, hey, Greg, so you know, Xander had his head down the whole time. He saw the helmet. I know he did. I didn't say anything. He goes, seriously, dude. Okay, nobody in Philly's going to watch you and, anymore, man. I go, wait a minute. A helmet? Yeah, get that thing out of there. Come on, please. It's not going to work. And he's like, dude, it's, it's just not going to happen. He goes, you're really not going to hang that there. Look at, look at. Look. Read the room. Easy, Yale. Take off the referee jacket. I'm not taking nothing off, baby. It's my Letterman jacket. NFL alumni, Jackson. 
Believe it or not, it's a little cold here. Jesus crying and he take the jacket off. I've taken nothing off. Hate the helmet, love the jacket. <laughs> Dude, he did, man. He saw that helmet back there and he goes, Jesus crying. How many times are you going to post a damn helmet on your Twitter page? I mean, right? Then he goes, you're not really going to have that up there, are you? Everyone's going to give you a bunch of shit for it. And I'm like, so? And he's like, no, that's not, this is not good. And I'm like, three, two, okay. We got, Jesus, gravity. Okay. Nick goes, where do you live? I live in Big Sill Studios. I have no idea what my state is or my city. Does it matter? By the way, week seven of the NFL. Aren't you guys concerned about Prescott being back now? Eagle fans, I don't know. I think you're going to have a tough one, man. What is it, Christmas night? Christmas Eve? Ronald says the helmet there was the ultimate conversation piece for the table. That's what, that's what we call a troll piece. No, the troll piece is that play for them. Not concerned. Dak is going to help us. Really? The 49ers are the second best team in the NFC, but they won't beat Philly with garbage Garoppolo. Why? Because your guy's done more? He's done nothing. Zero. Nothing. Jalen Hurts hasn't accomplished nothing. Nothing. There's no accomplishment. Well, it was the NFC um, Offensive Player of the Month. Congratulations. And Marcus Mariota was the NFC Offensive Player of the Week. Congratulations. You're writing good company. Writing good. Marcus Mariota and Jalen. There you go, baby. Okay. Five, 49ers won't even win their division. Yeah, they will. Well, who else is in the West? The Rams? Don't think so. Give them seven years like those other guys, says Chris. Seven years? Shit, in two years, Patrick Mahomes won a Super Bowl. Come on, man. Joe says just tro- – I'm not trolling. Not at all, man. And I'm going to go here for you, Joe. Watch this. NFC. Are the Bucks? Do you fear the Bucks? If you're the Eagles? I don't, I don't think so. It is Brady, though. So would you take Jalen Hurts right now to beat Tom Brady in a game 60 minutes? <laughs> Careful. Would you take Jalen Hurts to beat Tom Brady in a playoff game right now? Yes or no? James goes, nope. Jay says, yes. I'm taking Jalen over Tom Brady in a 60-minute football playoff game. James says yes. Mike, yes. I would, Maniac. Maniac, you take Jalen over any – you take Jalen right now over Joe Montana. <laughs> Easy does it. It's what I say, Nick. Yes, says Gary. Have you seen him lately? I have. Not playing very well. But you think that Jalen Hurts beats Tom Brady. No, I don't fear the Bucks. 
I'm not taking Jalen Hurts over Tom Brady in a game. As bad as he's playing. I'm not taking Jalen Hurts over Aaron Rodgers. Both teams are three and four. That guy can't beat those two dudes. He has never even sniffed guys like that. He's beating Kirk Cousins and Cooper Rush. Hey, it's a little bit different, okay? It's a little bit different. You know, it's kind of like dating a high school chick, and then you want to date a supermodel. Hey, man, that girl's really good looking over there, man. It's like dating a stripper and then going after Giselle. She's a stripper, okay? There's Giselle. It's a little different. You're, yeah, hey, I beat Cooper Rush. I beat Carson Wentz. Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. You're not beating them two dudes. Okay? TB not going to make the playoffs. Okay, Mike, really? You think so? So the Falcons are going to, with the greatness of Marcus Mariotum. How long has Jalen been in the league? I don't give a shit. I asked you today, right now, do you think Jalen Hurts can beat Tom Brady? Brady's at three and four. Strippers are fun. Thank you, Mike. Still's Brady not going to make the playoffs. <laughs> okay. Brady's done. He beat their defenses. That's not what I saw in January. I saw that Bucks defense tear that Eagle team a new one. He could not beat Brady. That's right, Chris. He ain't beating Brady. You know that. As poorly as those teams are playing, 60 minutes in a playoff game, you're beating Tom Brady. Jalen Hurts. We're not talking Patrick Mahomes. We're talking Jalen Hurts. <laughs> Bucks are cooked. Look at you, man. Guys all riding high. Dak's back, though. Dak is back. Woo! Man. Dak is back. Mm-hmm. Dak is back. Let's take a look at Week seven of the National Football League. Um, I do give you guys this, though. I do think that you guys are playing the best football of any team in the NFC. That's a fact. Okay? They're playing the best football of anybody in the NFC. I, I do think that the Giants are playing pretty decent ball, but I don't believe in them. I think the Cowboys here's, – here's, here's what the Cowboys – if they're going to go far and they're going to contend against the Eagles – Here's what has to happen. Dak can't turn the ball over. He can't put that defense in a poor position the same way Cooper Rush did with those three turnovers. Remember something. The Cowboys were then striking distance with Cooper Rush of beating the Eagles when it was 20-17. to 17. Wasn't like you guys were close to blowing that thing out. It wasn't a blowout. Okay? People are still writing Geno Smith off and he just continues to ball out. Bro, I've never seen anything like that story. This guy went from being a guy who was hated in the locker room to being knocked out in the locker room, being considered a bust, to now he's a star. That's insane. Just shows you what good coaching is. So you're off San Francisco now. No, I still, I still think San Francisco will rally the troops and get it right. I do. Seals is the only one worried about Dak. Here's again what Dallas has to do. Dallas is going to win. Dallas has the best defense in the NFL. You can go places with that. 
Dallas has the best defense in the league. And as long as Prescott doesn't turn the ball over and put that defense in poor positions like Cooper Rush did, they can win. And they can go far. And they can do some damage because of that defense. Do I think they could stop Buffalo or Kansas City? That I'm not saying yet. But I do think they can go far in the NFC. Garoppolo's trash. If hey, every time any person like Brandon who says Garoppolo's trash, I say Hertz is trash. You want to go there? Jalen has not one thing on his resume. Not one thing. That's a positive where it was something you go, wow, what a great moment. He doesn't have a Harper moment. There's nothing iconic about his career so far. Nothing. He won a player of the month. It's like winning the jelly of the month club certificate. Congratulations. Here's your certificate. You now get the jelly of the month. Or getting free Happy Meals at McDonald's here. <laughs> okay? <laughs> of course, Paul, my sports takes are asked to you because you know why? You hate hearing the truth. Hertz has done shit, man. Nothing. 6-0. and Phenomenal. You know how many people in the NFL have been 6-0? and Trent Dilfer has been 6-0. and Give me a break. Trent's got a Super Bowl, actually. <laughs> Trent helped lead a team to a Super Bowl. You've been wrong all year, as, asshole. Okay. See, look, I can always tell when we have a lowbrow thinker. He resorts to vulgarities. It's okay. You're resorting to vulgarities now. Dak throws more INTs than, than Rush does. Yeah, absolutely. I get it. Uh, Jimmy G is good up until he throws one of those INTs like yesterday on the goal line. He was playing against the Chiefs. The Chiefs. You're playing against the Jaggy Wires. Okay? You're playing against the Jaguars. Okay? Still's capped off the best interview of his Jacob Media career with this rubbish disappointing what disappointing the Chiefs' defense is garbage okay hey guys i gotta take a quick time out i got a little bit of an emergency i gotta address here if you could please hit the like button we're gonna look at week seven of the national football league thank you so much keep it here on the national football show go to get your game on go for the beers go for the cheers go for the hit and the hits go for the stakes and the stakes go to get your parlay on go to get your party on go for the scene go for the screens go for the gallery go for the win go to ocean visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. 
If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. It's a fall car fest, and Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown says, yes, you can. Jeff says, yes, you can choose from over 1,000 vehicles in stock with no wait. Yes, you can still get low prices, leases, and big discounts. Yes, you can still get low-interest financing. And Jeff always says, yes, you can have a real deal buying experience without the hassle. When the other dealers say, no, you can't, Jeff says, yes, you can. Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown. Nobody treats you better. Jeep Adventure Days. Over the last 17 years, we've built a reputation of growing award-winning teams across the country. Staffing is not easy, but that's what we do every day, all day. The key to our success is storytelling, asking the right questions to find the right people. Hi, I'm Gary Kane, president of Kane Partners. We want to be your staffing partner. National Football Show. Got the landscapers here, and so the guy's up with his little blower, and uh, these guys are great, man. They're good folks too, man. I'm like, stop that! <laughs> hey, I'm like, you know, I'm probably gonna have to go out there and give him a beer or something, man. I don't know. Holy cow! Stop that! <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Xander will tell you. Probably, what, hey, hey, Xander, it wasn't quite a DEFCOM 9 meltdown like I've had before with you, but it was one of those, man. Right? It was it was, it was. was one of those moments there for you. Rubbish. What rubbish? Man. Hey, Sills, Greg Ward is back. <laughs> Who? Jimmy G is great at the line of scrimmage throws. He, Jimmy G's got a great resume, man. Jimmy D's, Jimmy G's the man, the man. Love him. Love Jimmy Garoppolo, man. Let's look at week seven of the National Football League. Boy, I'll tell you what, it really has been some. It, 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 guys, how do you think this, this, this league has been so far this year. You think these these games have been entertaining? I think the AFC has been pretty entertaining. Have these games been entertaining? I thought that Washington Green Bay was pretty good, but boy, 
I thought I saw a lot of bad football. Okay? Next Tuesday's the trading deadline. We'll get into that. You guys don't want to make a trade because, you know, your boy who sometimes gets off the bus and sometimes he doesn't, Hassan Reddick. Um, you know, you guys think you're all set, even though you're not all set. Your pass rush is a tad bit improved, not much and not anything to really write home about. Hassan Reddick. He's pretty good, but he's not like the answer. You're going to need a better pass rusher. You're going to need a better pass rusher. By the way, I can't wait to see next year's schedule, what this thing's going to look like. I guarantee you next year you play the AFC West. I bet you the NFC East plays the AFC West next year. (laughs) And then you give that guy $45 million and that'd be the day you regret it. When you match him up versus Herbert and the rest of them dudes, those guys actually play people every week. You play well. Hey, well, you know what? I'll tell you what, man. Tyler Heineke, that team did look different in Washington. I don't think Washington is anything, but they looked way better with him as a starting quarterback than Carson Wentz. Okay? Way better. Your defense is not better than the Chiefs. The Chiefs actually have to defend great quarterbacks. You don't. You have to defend Cooper Rush. Quinn will join the Eagles. You're going to pick up that money? Why don't you go get the young kid then? The 24-year-old, Brian Burns. Why would you want a 33-year-old guy who makes a ton of money? And would it affect your salary cap? Why would you want that? Why would you do that? You still with this $45 million? I'm, Dude, you guys are going to have to pay that to that guy. Clutch Sports is not going to ask for anything less. Well, you know he loves Philly, so he'll take... A $25 million pay cut. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Chief defense is ranked six. Well, yeah, when you play uh, Josh Allen and you're playing Herbert and you're playing Brady and you're playing all them dudes, you're not going to have a great number. Absolutely. Your guys' numbers across the board are against shitty teams. You've got numbers against shitty teams. What, what's the offense? Here, 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 here's a great example of it. What's the offensive numbers for the, um, or what's the defensive numbers for the Lions? Do you know the Lions are one of the worst defenses in the league? What, what's the numbers for the Jags offense? One of the worst numbers in the league. What's the number... For the Vikings is a good win. I t- totally agree with that. Washington, they're playing better defensively, but the offensive numbers were pathetic before Heineke took over. Arizona's defense is trash too. Where have you played a good defense outside of the Cowboys? Where? Arizona's got a good defense? They're not bad. Cowboys are the best defense you played against. Cowboys struggled against the Lions. The Lions have the worst defense in the league. Yeah, but we put up big numbers. I know you did. (laughs) So is everyone else. That's why they're one and six. Let's look, okay, at week six of the National Football League, or week seven, excuse me, of the National Football League. 
I think there were some telling games, man. I do. I think there were some telling games. Some really good stuff, too, man, where you're starting to really see some guys separate. Cowboys are supposed to be the best D, right? I think they're I think they're the best defense in the conference. Week seven of the NFL. How about Joe Burrow? 481 yards and three touchdowns. You think Jalen Hurts will ever throw for 481 yards in his career and you're going to pay him $50 million? What are you going to pay Joe Burrow? 70? What are you hey, what are you going to pay Joe Burrow if you're going to pay Jalen Hurts $45 million? <laughs> How much did you pay Joe Burrow? $75 million a year? <laughs> hey, I'll pay him $45, $50 million. That's 481 yards, three touchdowns. Remember, they started out 0-2. Now they're 4-3 in the AFC. Okay? In the AFC. Passing yards are your new rings. No. He's got an AFC championship ring, too. So he's got records and rings. He did that in a year and a half in Bengaland. Bengaland. He's been playing and starting just as men uh, just as long as Jalen has almost, right? Let's see. His first year, he played half the season. Then this last year, he played all of it, took his team all the way to Los Angeles for the Super Bowl. And this year he's now four and three. Is that right? Dude, I still take uh, Justin Herbert plays in a great conference and in a great division. The AFC West, there's actual quarterbacks in that division, Xander. Here's, here, here's the division that Jalen plays in. Dak, Daniel Jones, and Tyler Heineke. And in the West, you have Mahomes, Herbert, I mean, look at look at the West. Carr. All those guys are top 10 passing guys. It's actually a division. Hurts is making it happen. He better. He better make it happen. 45 million. Herbert lost to shit teams. Yeah, you take Jalen, you pay him 45 million for his six touchdowns. And I'll take Justin Herbert. I think he's got a shitty coach. Okay? I do. I, I know. No, I'll name you Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson's the worst quarterback in that division. Can you imagine that? Russell Wilson is the worst quarterback in the AFC West. Mm. Cooper Rush. Keep hanging there. Jalen wins. So does... Jimmy Garoppolo. Couldn't beat him last year either. Remember? Cowboys. Beat the Lions 24 to 6. Tony Pollard, 12 carries, 83 yards. The Cowboys now 5 and 2. Dak Prescott's return. Titans beat the Colts. Jim Irsay comes parachuting in and tells. Chris Ballard and Frank Reich that um, the Texas Longhorn kid's not going to be the starting quarterback the rest of the way out, and Matt Ryan's out. Matt Ryan, who they are eating 
$38 million this year in salary cap. Or no, no, excuse me. Um, the um, the Falcons are eating $38 million. Here's another flop of a quarterback decision, according to Jim Irsay in Indianapolis. It's going to cost Frank Reich his job, probably Chris Ballard too. They're still 3-3-1, three, three and one, but the Titans are now back to being in pretty good shape at 4-2. and two. You know, I said that the A.J. Brown injury would affect that team. I don't know. They beat a team, actually, with a winning record, 3-3-1. Three, three and one. So, I mean, the Titans are right back in the room again, and Derrick Henry looks pretty good. They're 4-2 and two on the season. Washington looked like a completely different team. And they did. And they beat the Packers. 20, I don't even think, think it's an upset anymore. 23-21. to 21. Heineke was 20-33, 201 and two touchdowns. Incredible. Okay. Jalen's best at winning. Winning what? What's he won? James, what's he won? What's he won? Has he won a division title? Or has he won your heart? <laughs> what's he won? A flower from you? Your heart? What's he won? Actually, it's a great question. What's he won? He hasn't, what's he won? He's 6-0. and That's what he's won? I don't have to say anymore. Okay? This ain't about me, James. It's about your boy. This ain't about me. What's he won? He's 6-0. and I'll end my comment then. Hurts is 14-2 in the last game. Hey, Ryan, what's that won him? An early exit in the playoffs, and what's it won them? What has don't be Kyler Murray? Kyler Murray doesn't deserve 40. I'd have let that I'd have let that guy walk. I'm not paying him 46 million dollars. <laughs> that ain't my guy, man. No way. No way. I'm not paying a guy who's not mature. That's mature money. you got to be an actual leader of your team. He's not. He's a loser. I'm not winning anything with Kyler Murray. I wouldn't pay that guy either. What's Herbert won? Nothing. He's putting up 10 times the numbers, though, and he's in a better conference. There, who, who in the NFC do you guys look at that's having a good season? Outside of the Eagles. Let's take the Eagles out of the conversation. Here, here's a great example. Take the Eagles out of the conversation. Who do you think's good in the NFC? Who's a good team? One team that you think's good in the NFC. The Giants? Okay. Again, I don't really have to expand on my take. If you're going to tell me the Giants are the second best team and the Cowboys are the second best team with Cooper Rush... Before Dak took over. Come on, dog. The Vikings. So, the deal says the Vikings are the best. <laughs> okay. Again, I don't really have to say anymore if you're telling me the second best team in the NFC is the Vikings. The Seahawks. You guys are making my point. <laughs> Yeah, James, unfortunately, Herbert's already got a W against your boy Jalen. 
But so does Garoppolo, though. So does Derek Carr, actually. I'll get W's, baby. No doubt Xander's dead on. This is the real part here. And nothing on Jalen here. The NFL quality of play is so low, it's unbelievable. And especially, it favors the Eagles. That's not a slap. Who cares? That's the other team's responsibilities to be good, right? But honestly, outside of the Eagles, the entire conference is awful. Bucks suck. Packers suck. Rams suck. The Vikings, Cowboys, and Giants? Really? Right? Really? (laughs) Terrible. I mean, who's the third? Okay, well, well, let's see about that. Okay, that's fair. That's a fair question about the AFC. Bills, Chiefs, third best team. You know, third best team in the NFC. I like that. NFL standings. The Bills currently lead the AFC East. Hmm. I would probably say I'd go Bengals. Did make the Super Bowl and they're back on a winning way. At that's get this. Think about this. After starting 0-2. They are now four and two, um, or four and they're they're four and one since that zero and two start. They're now four and one over the last five ball games. Okay, they're four and one. So I will take them. They're playing the best. I would probably say the Titans at four and two. Got to go Jets. Unbelievable. At five and two. I'd say Ravens at six. Chargers at seven. At four and three. Dolphins at eight, at four and three. Xander's right, man. Probably the Patriots at nine. But watch this in the NFC. Okay, at least these teams have winning records. Watch this. Here's the Eagles at 6-0. and Okay? I like this exercise. The second best team in the NFC. The Vikings at 5-1. and Who's the third best team? The Giants. Here's where you lose me. After the second team. 
the Giants aren't real. The Giants are the third best team versus the Bengals who went to the Super Bowl last year at four and three. You actually think the Giants are better than the Bengals? You are high. You are high. Here, look at, and like I said, so the second best team in the NFC is the Vikings. The second best team in the AFC are the Chiefs. There's a little bit of a talent drop there. Who's the third best team in the NFC? This is going to get even more comical. The Cowboys? Okay. Let's say the Cowboys at five and two. Okay. Cowboys might be better than the Titans at four. They might be. I don't know. They might be. I would say they, I would say the Cowboys are probably better with Dak. Um, Maniac, this isn't college football. You're as good as who you've been over the last five games. Say college football. Maniac's, a Maniac would go like this. Well, the team that beat the undefeated Patriots, the, the Giants, hey, they were 10-6 and six going into the postseason, and they lost already at the end of the year that year. Remember they played the last game? It was Giants and Patriots, and the Giants got beat. You would say this, well, they've already beat them. Yeah, went to Super Bowl and beat them. <laughs> that philosophy doesn't work in the NFL. Okay, so we got one, Eagles, one, Vikings, two, Giants, three. Cowboys, Cowboys, four. Who's the fifth best team in the NFC? The Seahawks? <laughs> the Seahawks? The Seahawks are the fifth best team. Xander's right. There's a ton of shitty football. There's a ton of shitty football, man. Dude, Tom Brady's right. Shitty football. Wow. Panthers, they beat the Bucs. Look at, by the way, did you watch that game? The Bucs got taken out. 23, 21 to three. Bucks are now three and four. Dude, I don't even know who the starting quarterback at Carolina was, but I guarantee you Tom Brady did not cash in his marriage to lose to a dude that you don't remember. Holy cow, man. They were beat up too. Carolina took, they just traded Christian Mc. Can you imagine? Carolina traded Christian McCaffrey. They fired their coach in consecutive weeks. And they upset the Bucs and beat them up. That is unbelievable. I mean, that game wasn't even really close. Giants beat the Jaggy Wires. 23 to 17. Look at that, man. There's one of your teams that you beat. The Giants beat them too. Then again... Daniel Jones did beat Jalen already. Beat him last year. How could Daniel Jones beat a $45 million guy and a 6-0 Jalen Hurts? So one of Jalen Hurts' losses last year was to Daniel Jones. Solid. (laughs) Daniel Jones. 
You guys lost to Daniel Jones. Mm. Right? They beat the Browns 23-20. 4-3 now on the season. I thought the Ravens would be playing better ball last year, dude. Yeah, because that doesn't count on a guy's resume. We kind of erase it. He's a better player now, you know. <laughs> I love it. It's still half the story. Not the whole story. This is a new chapter, Sills. You know those old chapters where he wasn't really anything a year ago? 16 touchdowns or whatever the hell it was. Now we're like, so Jalen, how many games has Jalen Hurts? Let me see. From last year, he played 15 and he's got six now. In 21 football games, Jalen Hurts has 22 touchdowns. Great pace. I love it. I saw I saw Joe Burrow throw for three TDs um, <laughs> against the Falcons. Guy threw for 481. This guy has as half as many touchdown passes as Jalen has all season long in one game. Unbelievable. The Jets beat the Broncos 16 to 9. 4 and 3 on the season are the or 5 and 2, excuse me, are the New York Jets. No longer are they just the home of Fireman Ed. Let's see here. Raiders. They beat the Texans 38-20. Seahawks beat my Chargers 37-23. Chargers are now four and three. They fall on the season. Check out, check out Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Chiefs 44, 49ers 23. Mahomes 25 of 34, 423 yards and three touchdowns. That's a franchise quarterback you pay $50 million to. Okay. Not a guy with two touchdown passes. Dolphins. I'm very happy for Tug of Viola, man. I really am. I'm happy that he was able to stop the bleeding there in Miami. I love the old gear, too, the 72 undefeated Dolphin gear. I thought that stuff was absolutely fantastic. 16-10, Pittsburgh falls to 2-5. and five. Another world beater. You're playing coming out of the bye this Sunday, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Who's quarterbacking? <laughs> oh, yeah, and I forgot the guy from Pitt. He kind of looks fairly decent. I don't know. Surely a lot of picks. What's his name? What's that guy's name? Wilson Pickett? Or, hey, no, it's it, it, it's Kenny Athro Pickett's? <laughs> yeah, I told you. I'll see it. Kenny Athro Pickett's. <laughs> Steelers are two and five. <laughs> Pick, that's who you, so let me get this right. You guys have played Cooper Rush and Kenny Pickett. Is it Pickett? Is, is, is it Kenny or Peckett? I don't know. So Cooper Rush and Kenny Pickett. <laughs> Boy, you better have a lot of set weekend. You better have it. It looks terrible. Lamar Jackson, 16 touchdowns last year. Yeah, he missed half the year. <laughs> you, you may have forgotten that. 
He was injured last year. <laughs> Gets smashed. Steelers beat Brady. I know, man. Cooper beat. Look at, look at, look at, look at how you tying it all in here, man. Look at how you tie all in here. Wilson Pickett. I told you the kid sucked. Xander's right, though. Dude, there is a ton of bad ball being played. And I think it's got a lot to do with the offensive line play. I really do. God's got me today. Let's take a timeout, Xander, see if we can fix the interior again. I don't know what's going on here, man. Xander says it's the Cowboy. Hey, hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Show. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. It's a fall car fest, and Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown says, yes, you can. Jeff says, yes, you can choose from over 1,000 vehicles in stock with no wait. Yes, you can still get low prices, leases, and big discounts. Yes, you can still get low interest financing. And Jeff always says, yes, you can have a real deal buying experience without the hassle. When the other dealers say, no, you can't, Jeff says, yes, you can. Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown. Nobody treats you better. Jeep Adventure Days. Over the last 17 years, we've built a reputation of growing award-winning teams across the country. Staffing is not easy, but that's what we do every day, all day. The key to our success is storytelling, asking the right questions to find the right people. Hi, I'm Gary Kane, president of Kane Partners. We want to be your staffing partner.
appreciate you coming aboard. Big Sills here on the National Football Show. Thank you guys so much for coming aboard. Maniac, you're not losing to the Steelers. You're not, you're not losing to the Steelers. Okay? You're not. <laughs> you're, you're not losing to Wilson Pickett. You're not losing that guy, man. Steelers are in a rebuild. And know it. Play the kid. See if the kid can play. You got to find out immediately if he can play. They, they got a great running back, in my opinion. Their old line. Their problem. Their old line. You're not losing to. Sales break up on career. On the schedule. You already did take. See, GT, the top MVP talk. Um, yeah, man, I'm sorry about the connection, guys. I mean, I, I don't know. Ender says it's the helmet. So if it's the helmet, the helmet will not be put back up. Okay, the helmet will not be put back up, okay? It's just not going to back up there. Okay, it's it, Xander's got it in, in bold print. Sills, it's the cowboy helmet. <laughs> Toss the helmet. Yeah, I will. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Man, I know. God, we've had a pretty good run here over the last couple weeks, too. So, um, yeah, it it's the helmet. Thank you, Nick. Steelers are in a rebuild, though, dude. They, they're doing it the right way. Play the kids just like they play Peyton Manning. When Peyton Manning was in his rookie year, he had 28 picks. You got to find out if the guy could play or not. You got to find out, man. Um, I will not come on here all week if you end up and we end up losing to the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. I knew he was a cow. I'm not a cowboy fan. Don't don't put that in words in my mouth. I never said I was a cowboy fan. I've never uttered those words. Okay, in my life have I ever uttered those words? Um, the Commanders too, dude. The Commanders look like a better football team right now. They really do. This kid Tyler Heineke, man. You know, remember remember when Joe Theismann? Joe Theismann came on the program, and Joe Theismann even said it. Theismann said, "Don't don't go to sleep on Tyler Heineke. He could start a lot of places in the NFL." And he's right. He could start in a lot of places. And I'll tell you what, he just may have won that job. If if I'm Ron Rivera and I'm coaching for my career and I'm coaching for my job in Washington, I'm not putting Carson Wentz back in there. I am absolutely not. I'm leaning Sills, a Charger fan. I'm not a Charger fan. I like I like uh, Tom Telesco. We're friends. Bro, I'm an NFL fan. I'm an NFL. I, I grew up kind of a giant fan because my uncle played there, but I don't, I don't really. And I played with his sons. I, I, I've never really rooted for one team. You know what I mean? I mean, I've never like, I don't actively root for the bucks, even though I played there and I'm an alumni guy with them. I, I don't sit around watching buck games. I watch Brady games. I'm, I'm more of a fan 
I'm more of a fan maniac on really good players. Like I watched Lawrence Taylor. I love watching Reggie. Like when Reggie was on the Eagles, I watched the Eagle because obviously too, because of Jerome. Okay. So yeah, that's, I'm not, I'm not really a fan of any team. I was a Yankee fan growing up though. Yeah, that was never. So defense sales. It's like you played for the Cowboys, Cowgirls or something. Yeah, so, man, this helmet didn't bring me very good luck today. So, let me ask you this. So, we don't, we, you, you don't want it up, obviously. Okay? All right. Look at, look at Xander. Xander's going to call me a you-know-what. Even though the owner, man, No. All right, I'll put it on the shelf where no one can see it. Score prediction versus Steelers, not till Friday. I do think the Patriots win tonight, and they beat that shitty Bears team. I do think they do that. Hey, get this. Did Brady or Belichick win the divorce? Burn it. It'd be better on Lawn Nation. You'd be better on Lawn <laughs> Hey, who won the divorce? Burn that shit. Camden, East Camden for life says. Pats win 2016 tonight. Yeah, because that quarterback's not very good. Giselle won. <laughs> Damn straight. Dude, you see she's back to modeling again? Freeze. Hey, thank you, Freezer. I appreciate it. Hey, man. I, I agree with Xander. I'm a very superstitious dude. Now that my internet went out a couple times today, that thing won't come. Hey, Xander, that thing won't come near my setup here. <laughs> I will be moving that thing way over in the corner over there. That I, I'm a very superstitious dude, man. <laughs> Brady. Dick Brady did because he won the Super Bowl, right? I okay. Yeah, you think he won it? He won the Super Bowl. Tell you what, though, Patriots are a better team right now. Don, if freezer that thing, man. I'm, I'm very superstitious. Yeah, see, see, I gotta, I gotta move the highway now from the reception. Watch it come back here now. Yeah, holy cow, Super Bowl trumps all. Sills, any idea what you're having for dinner tonight? No. Hopefully, I've been a good guy. My wife cooks me something. It is back. The cowboy curse. <laughs> it's the cowboy curse. Oh, God. Yeah, man, I got I got the Patriots winning tonight. And really, I think they're going to make a playoff push here. The connection is fuzzy. The cowboy helmet. Xander's dead on, man. Okay, I kid you not. Hey, Maniac, I'm not kidding, man. That thing will come my my show tomorrow. You don't have to watch that. I turned 51 today. Mike, congratulations to you, man. Happy birthday to you, brother. They marked that helmet. They're spying on us. Don't tell me that. Don't do that to me, man. Because now I'll be checking my cell phone. <laughs> I'll be doing all that yet. I kid you not. Connection's fuzzy. Thank you. Really? <laughs> oh. Patriots 24-10.
Hey, man, congratulations to the Phillies. I turned 97 on Wednesday. <laughs> I feel 97. I, 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 I feel 97, right? Hey, folks, don't forget, Kurt Schilling, 7 p.m. Eastern time. He was spectacular. Xander says I effed up the interview by putting the cowboy helmet up at the end. He, he, um, he's like, you know, he's like, you, you, you screwed up the interview, dude. Dude, I've never seen Xander upset with me over anything except for that helmet when he saw it over my shoulder. Is there a market for Minshew? Absolutely. There's a market for any good backup quarterback. Pat's 31-9. JC Jackson wasn't doing anything anyways. Boy, Chris, can you believe what a colossal disaster that's been for the Chargers? He hasn't brought them anything. And by the way, I think Brandon Staley will be fired too. If that team doesn't make the postseason, that team will be fired. Well, guys, you won. I'm not hanging the helmet up. Will not be anywhere in sight uh, ever again. You will never see that. Now that we've had a couple glitches, Xander's right. The Cowboys use you. Screwed my show up today. <laughs> I appreciate you guys coming aboard. Meryl Reese will join us tomorrow as we get ready for week eight of the National Football League. And I can't wait to see what happens in the World Series. And I'll tell you this, I'm going with Kurt Schilling. Um, I got I, I got the Phillies winning the World Series in seven games. I think they get to Verlander. If they get to Verlander in game one, I think they can do it. I appreciate everybody. Please hit the like button. Don't forget again, Kurt Schilling will be 7 o'clock Eastern time on the Jacob Media Sports Channel. Go there and watch it. He was absolutely spectacular till tomorrow, 3 to 6 Eastern. Thank you guys so much for stepping in. We appreciate it. Thank you, Xander. We'll see you on the flip side. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.